0: Indescribable podcast, Adam Todd and Lindy. Host one indescribable podcast, they'll recap CXT. On one indescribable podcast, they'll share their points of view. And in this one us dad, who bonds with Rebecca, which doesn't make much sense because he's just the worst, but he's still not as bad as Josh's infection, which is just freaking gross. Now, onto your favorite podcast where we bring our love, our heart, hey. Again. Yes, that's right. We are here. We are back here at One Describable Podcast. We didn't miss a week, of course, if you're listening along. We go week by week, but it has been quite a while since we have gotten together to talk through. One of our favorite shows of all time, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And here we are talking through the seventh episode of the third season. Um, Truly incredible that we are uh, still all here together doing this. Uh, With such a wild show here as we get into the back half of the third season. I'm Adam H. here with you week after week trying to lead the way as best I can, but I could not do it. Without my two co-hosts here, of course, the first someone who I do think misses being a student so much that he works with so many other students. Todd, Todd the librarian, how are you? I'm
1: I'm good. I'm ready to get started on this misadventure that is our podcast. So. <laughs>
0: a messy adventure that is our podcast uh i kind of love that description actually i know i know i thought of it as the gag i'm like actually, that's that's pretty fitting honestly that's pretty good uh in you know messy in in the best kind of way of course uh but todd it's not just me and you here we do have of course someone who is way smarter than i am and she does magic lindy tv (laughs) lindy how are you
2: hi yeah not happy about the magic slander in this episode but here i am
1: i, I was thinking about you as that stuff was happening I'm like oh yeah lindy's not gonna like this lindy is not gonna like this
2: i had to think I about hate. it for a
1: minute
0: i was like wow heather is like coming down
2: hard on magic here. i hated to side with josh here but like <laughs> heather come on
0: Yeah, uh, She does not pull any punches uh, in terms of the magic slander. I'm excited to get into it. I don't anticipate uh, Heather getting Lindy's truly happy point today. I have to say (laughs) that would uh, be quite surprising. Um, But we are not alone. It's not just the three of us. Even after this long break, we still get our friends to come on to this podcast to talk about this ridiculous show with us. Someone who is uh, such a big boy, not a little boy. He's a big boy. Tommy! How are you? Well,
3: watch out. The big boy just walked through the room. Here I come doing big boy things. Big
0: boy walking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, good. I'm good. <laughs> so good to have you, Tommy. Uh, back for this is, your, this is your third time now?
3: Yeah, the third timers club. Do you get like a bracelet or something when it's your third time? What have we
0: talked about? We've talked about doing like a, if you're here all four seasons, then you get one of our yeah. flannels maybe. Yeah, one of our matching cardigans. Our cardigans—that's what yeah. it is. Okay, so I just need one more. So yeah, you'll do. You yeah. will have to come back on next season. There's no ah. three timers club, unfortunately. Okay. Okay. All
3: right. I guess you got me. Oh man, <laughs> this is how we
0: get them. Yeah, we lure them in with the three, and then they realize, oh, we got to be here for four. Uh, Tommy, welcome back to the podcast. It's been a while since you were here. Yeah, it's been it's been a hot minute.
3: Uh, I still remember it fondly like it was yesterday when we were talking about uh, cake pops and and uh, <laughs> weddings. Love a good wedding. We can talk about weddings again if
0: you want. We could, but that would have absolutely nothing to do with the episode. So I, yeah, uh, you know. And
1: we never discuss anything unless it is completely, totally tied into the episode. We never go off track
0: ever. Not once in this podcast have we ever gone off on a tangent. So. Uh, we should keep that. Uh, we, we should keep that intact. Um, I do want to say here at the outset, this is on the aftermath of uh, the East Coast trip that some of us took. So Todd and I, we had the pleasure of being in the same place for an extended period of time. Uh, you know, we're all across the country. I'm in St. Louis. Todd's all over, the uh, you know, other places around the world. And here we are. We were on the East Coast. Todd, we got to see each other in person.
1: I know for quite a while, we spent a lot of bonding time standing in the line at a car rental place, <laughs> the never ending oh, three hour, uh,
0: but we prefer not to think about that we prefer instead to think about the fact that we actually got to go see a Broadway play together. We did. We got to see a Broadway show. It was probably the thing that I was like the event that I was looking forward to the most on this whole trip. It was like a 10 day trip for me. And seeing that show was easily the number one thing that was on my list of like, OK, I'm going to New York. I'm going to be downtown. What do I have to do? I have to see a Broadway show. I had never seen anything on Broadway before. I've seen plenty of productions as they've, as they've as, you know come to Chicago and other places in the Midwest near me. Um, So I've certainly got to experience the shows that, you know, were on Broadway in other locations, but I have never been to Broadway proper. And Todd, I've got to tell you, it absolutely blew me away.
1: Yeah, uh, like you, that's like like, a bucket list item um, for me for like pretty much my entire life is just to see a show on Broadway, to finally get a chance to see something. It was just, it was amazing. And the the theater is so, was so small, but not not, a bad thing. Like, it was like so intimate. Like, you're so close to the stage. We're able to like see everything, experience everything so close. I'm going to see the same show, uh in the next the, the we saw Hades Town, it's coming to Fort Worth next year. I'm very curious to see what the difference is, just like in the staging and everything in a much bigger theater, how that's gonna translate. But yeah, it was amazing. The performers were all amazing, the whole experience is amazing. I have been listening to the soundtrack non-stop since we saw the show. Like one song in particular, I just listened to the song Chant. Over and over and over again It's just uh It was a, it was a great experience And it made me like, Originally we had like Hope that we'd be able to see A couple of shows And things just didn't wind up Happening that way But now I'm just like Damn I really wish We could have seen another
0: show Because it was Such
1: a great experience
0: There's another world Todd Where we just like Spend a week Just seeing all kinds Of Broadway shows Um I like you've been listening To the soundtrack nonstop. Wait for me Has been the song That's just been stuck in my head Constantly. And like you, Todd, I immediately went to go find tickets to Haiti town. It's coming to St. Louis in October. I will be going again. (laughs) Um, It was so good. And I just want to say I've I've made this PSA before to other folks as we've talked through uh, musical theater and local performance. Everyone should go get involved. Go see local theater. Go get involved in the shows that are around you because there are a lot of people who work just insanely hard to perfect a craft that is really difficult to perfect and do it night after night after night after night. And it's so good. Uh, It's really just incredible. So if you have the chance to of course, number one, if you have the chance to go to Broadway, uh, you know, I don't think I'll be the person to convince you to do that if you're already in that situation, but you should. But uh, even if you don't have a chance to go to Broadway, there is local theater near you. I promise I will find it for you if you don't (laughs) even want to go look for it. I will find it for you uh, and you should go because it really is incredible. I, I will always and forever uh, recommend that everyone go get involved in some capacity with local theater because it is, it's truly spectacular and I cannot wait to experience it again. And that's our little tangent. I mean, wait a minute. We don't go on tangents. <laughs> no, we don't go on
1: tangents. That, that was uh
0: very strictly related here.
1: Yeah. The show is a musical. We talked about musicals a hundred percent related.
0: Yes. Uh, is that our trick? We don't go on tangents because we managed to relate everything back. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's, that it's
1: like, yeah, I mean, it's basically, it's it's our equivalent of the uh, speaking of that Lindy, the magic trick <laughs> that Lindy has to do all the time from us. No, you know, we can do that with our tangents as well.
0: Okay, well, speaking of magic tricks done by Lindy, I think uh, without any further ado, except I am going to add one more thing because I forgot to do it earlier when we introduced Tommy. Tommy, you're back on here for the third time. Uh, we're on the seventh episode of season three. Was there any particular reason why you chose this episode out of uh, the others?
3: Yeah, so I chose this episode, honestly, specifically, because a lot of it's set in Buffalo, where I am originally from, uh, and now live in Los Angeles, it's like, I feel really like we only pick episodes based on my location, like, you know, I did the <laughs> Los Angeles episode, now I'm doing the uh, Buffalo episode, so yeah, I was like, you know, excited to come back, uh, talk about my, my home grounds, uh, and, and you know, talk about some crazy ex The old
0: stomping, stomping grounds of the Pazulas. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll come up with a a alliteration for it The Pazula uh, I don't know I'll I'll figure it out (laughs) later We'll get to it Don't even worry about it Um, Okay, and now without any further ado Let's take it to Lindy and her magic act That she goes through every single episode Of trying her best to keep us on track As we continue to derail this train Like it's nobody's business Season 3, episode 7 of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend Lindy, take it away
2: Okay, this one is called Getting Over Jeff And this episode starts with Rebecca walking into her house. And Heather's there. She's showing Heather a bunch of books that she just picked up. Uh, Dr. Shin suggested one book, but she figured doing all of them would be better um, for her therapy. So, And Heather sees all these supplies that Rebecca has gotten as well. And she's talking about how she misses being a student. Is there something you can fill out when you used to be a student, but now you're not a student? And Rebecca's like, I think it's called a job application. <laughs> um, and that is when Rebecca starts doing one of the books. And one of the instructions says to scan your body for any signs of stress. So Rebecca starts doing a scan in this robot voice. And she identifies some uncomfortable pants that she's wearing. But Heather says, please don't take those off. I know you haven't done laundry lately. <laughs> And Rebecca says, actually, I'm wearing your bikini bottoms. And Heather's like, you can keep them.
3: Please, no one ever borrow my, I was going to say bikini bottoms, but like in general, my Bobby, bottoms. I'm <laughs>
0: wearing your bikini bottoms right now. Oh,
3: you can keep them, please. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know, that's like, that's
0: too far. Don't borrow my underpants, please. Uh, I, I, I won't speak to underpants, but I do feel like sharing clothes is certainly something that happens like decently frequently. Um, I don't think it goes to underpants though. And yeah. you're just giving me a look. Have you never like shared are clothes
2: you, before? What are you talking about? Just in general, like a, people like share clothes. Like, yeah, yeah like they do. Feel, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah. That, that, that was my full
0: point. Yeah, I was just trying to start off the episode with like an un, you know, debatable true point, get people yeah. like on my side. You know what I mean? <laughs>
2: that was a bit. For, yeah. It's
0: not working great.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'll, just, I'll have it was to a try bit again. Too undebatable. It was just like, what was the point? <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> <know>. it wasn't.
0: <laughs> okay, all right. So it has to be sl- okay. I got it. Slightly debatable next time. <laughs>
2: But yes, Tommy's right. Like <laughs> don't borrow people's people's bottoms. And if you do, keep them. Um so then we see Rebecca. She's uh it's 3 weeks later actually and she's walking into Dr. Shin's office. She's humming, she's excited with all her books and, you know, she tells him about what she's doing and she asks for like some stickers and he says look, this isn't about assigning yourself homework and then doing it in record time. And Rebecca's like, so I set a record.
1: (laughs) As always, Rebecca picking the most important thing out of the sentence that people tell her.
2: Exactly. Um, But he says, you know, overachieving is part of her issue. Um, And, you know, then in response to this, she insults his degree on the wall, which is from Syracuse. (laughs) You know, she's lashing out a little bit, hearing that, you know, she hasn't achieved this A-plus that she's after. Um, But he is saying, you know, I'm looking for a C-plus. Like, you're in a therapy bubble right now, but now you can take some steps into the real world. And Rebecca is, you know, rightfully just a little worried about what if I mess things up? And he says, that's okay. Like, you can stop being so hard on yourself. To which she says, yeah, I I... I do mess things up. I'm such a dumb loser. Heart of myself, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> He's like that. Stop doing that.
0: <laughs> uh yeah, the way she said that was very funny. But I also like can very much empathize with Rebecca here when the doctors telling her to get a C C+, Oh my gosh, high school and college Adam would be mortified that we're even talking about getting anything like a C C+. That would be that would be like devastating.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> I relate to that very much. I also relate to a uh, Rebecca starting, to, I, I wish I had a Dr. Chan who would follow me on going that stop doing that. Never, I start to like <laughs> beat myself up, I, I need that Dr. Chan voice in my head to say, no, stop it. Stop it now.
3: Yeah. Totally relate to the beating yourself up thing. Uh, but it's also like, I relate to, to like, trying to get it done quickly. Like, it's like, all right, if I do all the books, like I can recover as quickly as possible. It's like, yeah, that's not, that's not how therapy works. <laughs> like it's, you're damaged and you're hurt and you need a lot more time and a lot more uh, healing going on here.
2: Yeah. It's super relatable when, you know, she's talking down to herself and it's like, when you're seeing this from an outside point of view, it's like, Rebecca, like you don't have to be so hard on yourself, but yeah when you're doing that to yourself it it's not as like it doesn't jump out as much as like oh like this is something you should not be doing so i i liked this scene um then we go to paula and she's at home she's making pancakes as brendan and tommy walk in the kitchen and she says look i'm making a sports theme you know a soccer ball a baseball a golf ball and brendan's like those are just circles mom <laughs>
3: Pale circles at that. These were not good pancakes. Look, we just—they were so bad. They weren't even cooked. Zero out of ten for the pancakes here.
0: Wow. Well, I—I I don't think we need to rehash the the breakfast pastry debate. I've made my thoughts and rankings on that quite clear. But I do agree, Tommy. Uh, not very good pancakes. You want the golden brown. You want the little fluffy exterior as, as the syrup is able to sort of like seep through. Uh, and. Uh, you know, moisten in the inside there. You know, that's uh, that's the key to the pancakes. They were way too pale. It was basically raw dough.
2: Well, the thing is, no one ate them. So I guess it didn't matter the quality. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Paula tells her sons, like, you know, grandma's going to a church retreat and she wants me to go stay with grandpa. You know, he fell down recently because he's old or cough, cough, an alcoholic. <laughs> like, Not hiding that at all. Um, that's when Scott comes in to take the boys to a drive-through breakfast. I guess that's a habit that they developed when Paula was busy uh taking care of Rebecca. And Paula's surprised by this. She's like, But I'm I'm back, like I'm helping now, I'm doing all these things. And that's when Scott says, you know, you go through phases before Rebecca, there there were those vampire novels, Sudoku, that obsession with Amal Clooney's outfits. And he says. You know, there's always something you're obsessed with and it's never us. We're like a chore. And this seems like a really serious statement, but Scott isn't saying it like this is a deep, serious problem we have to talk about. He's saying it in such an upbeat way, like just totally matter of fact, like you're not obsessed with us.
1: Yeah, he's so blase about it. It's, it's wild. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, both always some things, other things first. It's, it's never us. And uh, yeah, what about it is? Hmm. And then just turns around and walks off. It's like, it's such an odd delivery of this. Like, and it's obviously just setting up the whole Buffalo trip and Jeff Channington of it all, you know, but it's just such a very strange, a uh, setup because Scott just like drops his bombshell. Just like, but it's just like, it's like, he's fine with it. He's, he's gotten used to it. Like, Oh yeah, I know you care, but you always care about other things more than us. But That's fine.
3: You know, <laughs> it's just like, it's so weird. Yeah, it felt kind of passive-aggressive. It's like, here's this thing, but it's fine, but I'm bringing it up to you uh, and, like, wonder why this is. All right, bye. <laughs> like, I don't know. It was, yeah, it was like a weird – his points are, like, fair. I think just the way he brought it up, it's like, this should either be a discussion or if you're fine with it, then you shouldn't bring it up. You're, like, bringing it up to, like, just get in her – I don't know. It was a weird – it was a weird uh flage way that Scott handled it.
0: It seemed like he brought it up as though Paula just, like, wouldn't care. Uh, at, at, like what he was saying, it was just like so, like yeah, whatever. We're gonna go get some breakfast. You're always, you know, doing your own thing, and we're just like doing our own thing. Yippee, da, like it was. It was like it was nothing. It was like Paul was just supposed to be like, hey, okay, have a good day. Like <laughs> that was like what his expectation was. And yes. I didn't mind it, because it was, like, a real moment from Scott. He was like, this is the this is the family situation. It was a very deep thing that he was actually saying.
2: But, like, you know, uh, it was a real moment from Scott, and I liked that. It was weird. I don't think I liked it, because he was like, I wasn't trying to start something. You do your best. It's just, there's always part of you that's not really here. And it's like, "Um, okay, like... <laughs> he's like right though (laughs) i'm not not saying that he doesn't have totally valid points i'm just saying why is he bringing it up this way like we just said like if it's a problem like sit down and talk about it don't just cheerily tell her that like oh yeah
0: (laughs) i I guess like it's because he doesn't actually have a problem with it yeah right yeah, i think it's
1: i i think it's like he's accepted it you know he's just like and she's trying to like push back and say no it's fine you don't need to do all this other stuff because we've adapted because you know yeah you're gonna find <laughs> something else to obsess about you know so for him it's like yeah this is part of our lives and like oh i, I can't believe you don't see it like i see it yeah yeah but now now we're all on the same page now right so we don't need to worry about it bye
3: yeah, and I bet it all started because they went and got that breakfast because they saw those pale pancakes. They're like, oh, yeah, do you remember how mom makes these bad pancakes? We should just start getting breakfast out into yeah. drive-thru. So, yeah, so Scott really just made all the up on the
1: spot just because he didn't want the pale pancakes. And so Paul goes on this journey of self-discovery all because she made bad pancakes. I think you've cracked the case, Tommy.
3: Bingo, bingo, my friend.
2: <laughs> Amazing. Um, Then we see at home base Josh is talking to Chris about how this is a transitional time and Chris is like yeah like my voice is cracking my armpits are starting to smell like armpits (laughs) like he's going through puberty and Josh is like I'm a big boy what's the word for that and Chris says man and Josh says yeah man what's the word for yet for that.
1: (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> the, the big boy thing throughout this episode drove me up the walls. Every time Josh, would be like, let's call this the big boy. I'm a big boy. I'm like,
2: God, Josh, why, why do you make it so hard for us to stand you? It was too much. It was too much. <laughs>
0: are you guys still trying to like Josh? Like, is that something that like no. still, people are still trying to do? Who's doing okay. that? Well, I'm just because like I actually didn't have any issue with the big boy stuff. It was just like another notch in the
2: oh yeah, that,
0: I mean, okay.
2: <laughs> this <laughs> that's is another just, level. Like let's this episode. He doesn't know the word man. What? <laughs> but like I feel like we say that so often. <laughs> this is like... different. This is so basic. Like
3: <laughs> it also just feels like I could have done without all the Josh plot this episode. Like, it just wasn't necessary in any way. Like, it just made me cringe. Everything, the big boy stuff and the other stuff that we'll get into later, all of it was no point for me.
1: I think, I think the probably the big boy thing for me is that it was just that it was one note that was hit so many times. Like, just little brief bits of Josh's idiocy. Whatever, but just having it repeated over and over again through the entire storyline, it just really started to grate on me. Like, at least give me some variety in showing me what a dumbass Josh is. I don't need to see the same dumbass thing done over and over again. At least, like, you know, shake it up a little bit. Come on, episode.
3: Yeah, I'm honestly surprised. Like, headed didn't snap at him and go, You're not a big boy. Like, stop it. Get out of here. Like,
1: Yeah, the fact they said big boy that many times before Heather finally said something is like a a bit of a minor miracle.
2: Yeah, because I guess unfortunately for Heather, uh, Kevin asked Josh if he wants to be a bartender at home base. And apparently Josh thinks it wasn't cool when Greg did it, but he thinks he can make it cool. Like he's coordinated because of his karate and his magic. So he's going to give it a try.
0: Lindy, does your like, does your magic improve your coordination? Like, is there a base level of coordination you need for magic?
2: I mean, I yeah, with your hands. Okay, I mean, (laughs) uh, well, the hands are
0: very important to bartending. I would um, probably almost all of bartending is in the hands, actually.
2: I mean to be to bring this up again, I I also have a black belt in Taekwondo, so you know, I I have the experience that Josh is talking about and. I don't know how that translates to bartending, but I guess maybe coordination would help with what he's imagining bartending is, yes. which is fancy uh, tricks of throwing yeah. things around. A lot <laughs> with of your cup hands. work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Not so much to actually knowing what goes in drinks and how to mix the drinks properly. That's not really well. That you can learn.
0: You know, that's all teachable. The the unmitigated pizzazz. That's
2: that's the flair. Yeah, that's innate.
0: I think my favorite version of this is when he
3: didn't actually throw the bottle, he just moved the bottle around his head and stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just want to talk about the phrase unmitigated pizzazz. I just yeah. need to write that down. It seems like, like, like a band name or something. I don't know. I just I like the sound of that, Adam.
0: That's going to come from the Tide quiz.
2: Todd yeah. is going to write that down for a future quiz about fake band names.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. and, we're, and both you and I, later are going to completely forget it. About- <laughs>
2: oh my god so we'll see josh's bartending later unfortunately and <laughs> but first we go over to a table at home base where daryl is sitting with his daughter madison and she's thanking him for not cheering too hard at her game and he's like i tried to rein it in but it's hard because madison is radison <laughs> i love that daryl he's just so proud of her there's nothing it's it's just cute um and
1: i love the look on her face whenever he says
0: it to you, the little
2: uh, okay yeah honestly, she's so though, unimpressed
0: <laughs> that would be a good poster like madison is and then like the Radisson logo of like the hotel <laughs> I, it's pretty good actually good for I'm, what
2: what is that poster
0: for well her uh what was it soccer her soccer game
2: you want a poster for a soccer game that has the logo of a hotel yeah it's about the bit lindy like madison is Radisson. that makes no sense
0: it does if your daughter's name is Madison and she's Radisson.
2: <laughs> Why are you making a poster for a youth soccer game? <laughs> to support my child, Lindy. <laughs> you have to support. Okay.
0: You have to support your kids.
3: Okay. <laughs> I will say I'm all for the pun signs in in yeah in middle school. I ran for class president and I was Tom is the bomb, and I really think that helped me get those two votes I got. To class <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, you didn't win? I would have guessed you would win.
3: No, I, you know, it wasn't until later I would become a president of, of another club, but you know, that's to so save that for another day. But
0: oh, what club? Intriguing, no, I man. Just tell the RA, you know, the RA club where you have to decide all the things for the RAs. It was a whole thing. Yeah. All I'm saying, Tom is the, and then a picture of a bomb. <laughs> that's pretty good. And then a picture of a hotel. <laughs> no, you only need the hotel if it rhymes. That's the, it's the whole bit. How else do you get Radisson? You could just
1: write it, uh, I guess.
0: Well, but then it's, yeah, then it's. With like capital rad, like Radisson. Mm, that's better i still still not as good as a hotel name. I'm
2: just saying. uh... Okay, well, anyway, don't come to Adam with your poster needs because...
3: (laughs) (laughs) Come to me and you'll get two voters. (laughs)
2: Come to to Tommy.
0: (laughs) Listen, I will support my children as they go and play their public sports.
2: Nothing wrong with that, but we'll talk about the poster's design later. Okay, so... (laughs) Yeah, Madison doesn't love this, but she's like, I'll excuse it because you're going through a tough time. You broke up with your boyfriend. And Daryl's face says otherwise. So she's like, you didn't. You want to have a baby. He doesn't. So you have to break up. You have to rip off the band-aid. Like, that's how I broke up with this kid in my class. I ripped off his band-aid. I don't know if that makes any sense, but.
1: <laughs> I mean, if if someone ripped off the Band-Aid I was wearing, I probably wouldn't be happy with them. So I think it's probably a good a good method of letting them know, hey, we're done.
0: Whoa. Is that, <laughs> yeah. is that how you break up with people, Todd? Because I'm terrified. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying if that happened to me, I would be like, oh, okay,
1: yeah, no. I, uh, that's how I would take it. Mm. I, can, I can honestly say I've never ripped a Band-Aid off of anybody.
0: Are we, see, I don't know if we're talking in code. Are we talking about breaking up with people or are we talking about actual ripping band-aids? Either. Okay. <laughs> Good clarification.
3: See, this is where I, I, I really with Daryl, it's hard to break up with people. I, I I I would rather be broken up with than be the person doing the breaking up. I've had both experiences and one was way worse for me. <laughs>
0: This is a a wilder take than even I could come up with, I think. (laughs) All
3: right, hear me out, Adam. Yeah, please. If I get broken up with, I can control my emotions in the situation. I will be sad, but at least I know that, like, I did that. If I break up with someone else, I'm causing them pain, and I can't control the fact that they're in pain now, and it's sad for me, and it's hard for me, and, like, that's – it's awful. You have to spend two hours. Sometimes it's really long breakups and then they get mad and then they get you cry and then they laugh and then they cry again. It's a whole roller coaster.
2: Who's laughing? What?
3: It's happened. It's like you share a sure, sweet moment, you're like, oh I remember then. Oh, what are oh,
0: you God. fucking? Are you, you cracking like, joke. <laughs> you're breaking up.
3: Sometimes you gotta you gotta relieve the tension, you know, you gotta like you know, it's you know, like
0: all like a knock-knock joke. Sometimes what? I don't know. <laughs> Tommy, you're telling me a knock-knock
1: joke, Tommy.
0: That in a multi-hour breakup that you began, you're cracking knock-knock jokes? So you know, it
3: depends on the situation. You got to read the room. Sometimes it's appropriate to make a knock-knock joke. I don't know. All I'm saying is there's there's more that is out of my control on the other end. So as could as be, I
0: mean, it could be simple. Knock-knock. Who's there? Not you anymore. Sorry, we're done. <laughs> yeah. See, I was thinking. Wow. Knock, knock. Who's there? Sai. Sai who? Sai and yeah. <laughs> Out oh. the door.
2: Okay. I think I've just heard the three worst ways to break up with someone <laughs> in a row. <laughs> uh, Please wow. never break up with anyone. Tommy, right, don't to uh, do it.
3: I, I got one. Knock, knock. Who's, Who's there? 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 Back to your number four. It's broken. It's broken. <laughs> Not the door, us. We're broken up right now. Oh
0: my God. I can see why they would laugh at that. That's, that's yeah. a crime comedy right there. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I... I um. I would much rather, and I'm not saying either situation is good, but if I had to pick either breaking up with someone or being broken up with, I would almost infinitely rather break up with someone than be broken up with. And I I really don't even think it's close. Yeah, I don't know. I I can see what Tommy's saying, though.
1: I I can definitely see, as, as someone who agonizes over things, I can see, like, the thought of, like, hurting someone else being, like, really, really debilitating for those of us who let that get to us, so.
3: Yeah, listen, the high school timing was the worst because he just didn't know what to do. He was so anxious. It was like a game of chicken sometimes where there was one relationship where it felt like a game of chicken, where I was, like, we're waiting for the other person to do the breaking up, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. Another in a million times where I wish uh, listeners could see Adam's uh, reaction. I don't even
0: know what to say to that. Like a game of chicken? It was high school. You know how high
3: school kids are.
0: Yeah, but like we were just like getting in relationships and breaking up willy nilly just like because it was Wednesday. Like Like relationships back at that point in life meant almost nothing.
2: I don't think Adam has any room to talk here because he's the one who let an ex keep his laptop and never said anything (laughs) about it. So don't let him tell you (laughs) how to break up with people. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Didn't say uh, I'm good at breakups.
2: uh... Well, neither is Daryl because White Josh walks in and Madison's like, do it. And Daryl's like, I have something to tell you. Or Madison says that. And then Daryl's like, Madison won her game. <laughs> so he chickens out there. Then we see uh Rebecca and Paula. They're at the donut place. And Paula says she's considering going back home to stay with her dad. And Rebecca's like, Are you sure you want to go? Like you hate him. <laughs> and Paula says, Yeah, I didn't want to go, but you know, he needs me. And it's going to be messy, but kind of an adventure to which Rebecca says, a messy adventure. You say that sounds fun. I've always wanted to go to Buffalo ever since I saw Bruce almighty.
1: Yeah. So um. Tommy <laughs> is, is Bruce almighty like the epitome of Buffalo? Is, is that the family? Is there are people come to visit Buffalo. that say, man, I just, ever since I saw Bruce almighty, I just knew Buffalo was the go-to spot for me. It's, it's is that does that happen
3: yeah i think so i'm trying to think of other like movies that are predominantly buffalo i think there's one that that i remember uh wasn't very good uh but yeah i I think bruce Almighty pretty much sums it up of like very obsessed with sports almost like it's the only thing they have going for them uh most of the time uh and it would probably cause the end of the world like that seems (laughs) if, if, if buffalo sports did do good yeah, it would probably be the end of the world. So I, I think Bruce Almighty probably is pretty uh, pretty much Buffalo, yeah.
0: Tommy, the Bills
3: are fine. What do you mean? The Bills are good. Yeah, good. I'm winning this, you know, like winning winning the big awards, right? Like. Oh, like, okay. So you're yeah. saying when the
0: Super Bowl comes to Buffalo, then we're – okay. We're done, yeah. It's over.
3: Well, hey. Uh,
0: this year, I know, I
3: know.
1: I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, according to Wikipedia, there are a whopping four films set in Buffalo, New York. I don't know if that seems too small. But... Bruce Almighty, Buffalo 66, Buffaloed, and Stepping Out.
0: Oh. Stepping Out.
1: Yeah, I, I that mean, that wasn't
2: the quiz. Oh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you only go to Buffalo for Niagara Falls. That's really it. I mean, I, I, listen, I love Buffalo. Good people. Uh, but uh, you, you go to see the
2: then we see nathaniel he drops by rebecca's place to check on her like men do he says (laughs) um and he asks you know if everything's good and she says she's going on a trip with paula to get out of her therapy bubble and she apologizes she's been mia lately and he says no it's okay like it's good to see you i might have missed you a little bit but probably not it's probably just because i accidentally accidentally had dairy yesterday. I asked for a grilled cheese sandwich. No cheese, no bread. I just wanted a hot, salty tomato. But, you know, they don't listen.
3: Never in my life have I asked for a hot, salty tomato. Or wanted one. Accidentally, like if I accidentally got handed a hot, salty tomato, I'd be like, oh, no, please. Take it away.
0: i the implication here is that not only did he order this sandwich intentionally of just a hot salty tomato, it didn't come as he wanted it to He ordered a grilled cheese it presumably came with cheese and then he ate it knowing it i mean you you know if what you're eating is a hot salty tomato or not like you <laughs> like you like, you, like you, there's no ambiguity when you put the bite in of whether or not you're only eating a hot salty tomato. There's no, like, oops, I, <laughs> I can't believe I missed that cheese in there. Uh, and then he ate the sandwich and got dairy. I uh, Yeah. It was, like, a funny throwaway line, but good God, Nathaniel. What the <laughs> what the hell? You know if you're eating a hot, salty tomato or not. Yeah, it's not like you can't, like, disguise it. There's nothing to hide behind because, it's, like, it's hot, okay, there's salt, and then it's a tomato. That's it. <laughs> I also cannot stand when people eat tomatoes just like raw, just like straight up popping tomatoes. Like, uh, people do it with like cherry tomatoes all the time. It just is like,
2: it's not raw. It's cooked, right?
0: It's It's, hot though, because then it's like slimy brain texture. It's just like so.
2: So you uh, know what brain is like.
0: Well, one can infer. We'll have to get Melissa back on the podcast to talk through the brain texture stuff. I know she was literally on last week, but uh, I don't know. I I assume that like uh, the inside. God, it's so gross even like thinking about it. Like the inside of a tomato is what a brain would taste like.
2: (laughs) Would taste like?
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's not going from texture to taste. Well, you know, they're inextricably linked through the hot and the salt. <laughs> also do your grilled cheeses usually come with tomatoes on them like you're saying you ordered a grilled cheese like without the cheese do they do your grilled cheeses usually come with a tomato or like tomato soup is like common like to dip it in but like do the sandwiches come with tomato
1: mine do not but okay yeah
0: uh, also
1: I, uh i i would ask for it not to if it was a thing and i could only like order Grilled cheese is from like uh, like Sonic. Yeah, you know, I don't usually go to like a restaurant and order a a
3: hot the uh, grilled cheese. So. Okay. I don't know. I feel like I've had a grilled cheese with tomato in it. There might have been some type of protein in it too. So like I felt like like some sort of chicken. So just with, like a sandwich. Yeah, yeah, at that point, that doesn't be, that's not a grilled cheese anymore. Okay.
2: Okay. I actually have definitely had grilled cheese sandwiches with tomato in it. So oh. it sounded normal to me did it's you good. like it
3: so much that you would get rid of the cheese and just have hot the bread. salty tomato <laughs> yeah no bread
2: no no it oh. needs all of the elements to work <laughs> um but yeah after nathaniel says all that rebecca's like what a roundabout explanation for wanting to come see a friend <laughs> um and then they hug and you know it's a, a it's a lingering hug we hear the music of let's have intercourse in the background <laughs>
3: Hug should be like three seconds tops, like just like a here we go. Maybe like a pat, and the most hand movement that should be in a hug is like a pat on the back. I think if you're like if, if you're like rubbing, if you're like that, it's that it's now too intimate. It's now too intimate for us. It's
0: devastating that no one could see Tommy miming the <laughs> hugging motion <laughs> with the rubbing happening. So Tommy, you're saying a three second hug maximum. Cuz I actually feel like 3 seconds is kind of a long time. Yeah. Uh, you know, 3 seconds doesn't seem like a long time, but like once you're in the hugging motion, it's, you know, um, you see that a lot, you see like the hand slaps on the back, like the camaraderie stuff like that. No rubbing for you though, Tommy. No like stroking the back or the shoulder or anything like that.
3: Like, I think if you have that relationship with the person where it's now but that's now intimate. That's not friends. To me, that's now like a significant other would like rub your back. Like be like, Oh, it's there, it's okay. And then like but, but like a friend is more of a pat, I think.
0: Well, that's a way to put it. I
2: don't know. It, it, just... it entirely depends on the situation. <laughs> like...
0: Okay, Lindy, let's run us through a situation <laughs> where where you would where you would be a fan of, like, the rubbing method?
2: I'm not answering that question because (laughs) of the way you're phrasing it. That's ridiculous. (laughs) I was was
0: using Tommy's words. What, what, uh, What else could we call it? Like, the... Could we rebrand it? What's the what's a way to rebrand? Because I don't think stroke is better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's where my brain was like, nope, nope, same, exactly. Same, same, same. If the
0: word is bad, then it's too intimate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, caress? This...
1: No, no, oh, that's still gosh. bad. Uh, no. See,
0: the problem, uh, Tommy, is though, if you go for like the pat, one could like actually call it that you're like spanking their back, uh... and I think that's <laughs> even worse. So what? I don't what? know. The... Where did that? from what do you mean where did that come from it's normal hug talk that's happening here on yeah this is
2: so normal all of this that's <laughs> how i usually talk about hugs <laughs> three second hug
0: light back spank and then you're good to go oh,
2: <laughs> we're good to go out of this conversation so <laughs> this is an intimate hug obviously they're more than friends there's some caressing Whoa, Lindy, Um,
0: don't get so scandalous with the descriptions here.
2: (laughs) That was the least scandalous thing said. Okay. (laughs) And Rebecca pulls away and she's like, I don't know if I can have sex yet. And I'm not ready for a relationship, but you're a really good hugger. And she's like, I'd love to have sex with you right now. Like in an alternate universe, I'm ripping your clothes off and climbing you like the sequoia you are and Nathaniel's like sequoia and she's like you're like tall and hard and wooden and sexy and native to california (laughs) so just get out of here please get out of here so he says i'm gonna go but i'm gonna go sexy and he starts unbuttoning his shirt and rebecca giggles (laughs) like (laughs) she's so into this
0: Can I insert, like, the least sexual takeaway that I have from this whole scene? Okay, so I'm, like, all over TikTok spending way too much of my time there. And one of my favorite things is the guy who is building the state tree map of the United States. He's, like, getting pieces of wood that are the state trees of each state and then, like, carving them or whatever into the state and then, like, putting them up as a full map. And he's, like, telling us facts about the trees. It's very nerdy and very niche, but, like, if you know what I'm talking about, then you'll completely get it would highly recommend he talks about the sequoia so i you know as much as rebecca wanted to ride nathaniel like a sequoia i knew information about the sequoia that was very cool so uh uh, would highly recommend going to find that state tree map guy on tiktok
3: adam's deep in tree
0: tiktok (laughs) i am yeah yeah i really am it's like tree talk yeah it's a whole thing
2: (laughs) well paula walks in when nathaniel's leaving and she's like why is nathaniel leaving so sexy and that's rebecca's my favorite like, thing with the whole
1: bit it's like paula's going oh he's even sexy i recognize that
2: yeah rebecca's like it's a whole thing let's just go <laughs> it reminded me of an earlier episode in the season where like rebecca kind of had the power over nathaniel and knew that he was into her and paula asked what it was all about and she was like it's too sad i can't i can't even <laughs> like she's never explaining these things with nathaniel <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I just want to say I really enjoyed this scene. I really enjoy the Rebecca uh, Nathaniel dynamic that's currently in place. You know, they're not trying to one up each other. They're not trying to establish a power dynamic. They're actually just trying to like be, you know, people with each other. And it's a, it's really nice. It's a really nice change from what what we've seen before. They're still like ribbing each other and everything, but it's not in a one up sort of way. It's just kind of like that friendly jabbing sort of way so i really i really enjoyed
2: this scene they've got great chemistry i loved it too (laughs) um then we see rebecca and paula they arrive in buffalo and paula's dad is there um you know he says i don't need a babysitter and basically (laughs) right away he starts making these horrible jokes one about rebecca and paula is horrible horrified at what he said about rebecca but rebecca laughs about it she thinks it's genuinely funny and then her dad is like yeah paula doesn't have a sense of humor that's why she's unlikable but like she's sturdy would have made a good linebacker or something
1: and rebecca says see paul that's a genderless compliment and then he takes it too far and she's like i'm sorry i'm so sorry I feel like this is a little odd that Rebecca is like laughing at his like horribly racist, insensitive jokes so much. It seems way out of character for the person who not too long ago could could not contain herself from, you know, trying to correct the horrible people at the rich person party about, you know, I think much less offensive things. We I mean, still offensive, but like much less offensive than directly like insulting you know hurt her face it's it feels very odd the way that it happens i don't know i i the the whole paula's dad storyline not my favorite not my favorite thing the show has done for sure
0: yeah, I have that in in the notes for a later scene because I think up here we still sort of have that moment where where Rebecca's like looking back. He's like, "Oh," once she hears it comes, she's like, "Oh, sorry." But then, gosh, like I feel like later it really ramps up, and I I agree it didn't it didn't make a ton of sense to me.
3: Yeah, I wonder how much is like Rebecca actually agreeing, or more so, she just it's Rebecca always wanting everyone to like her and to be on the inside of everything. So it's like you know, once again, it's like. She's now with the dad against Paula. If that makes sense, it's like it's just jumping on another friend. Essentially.
0: There definitely could be some of that. I, the way that I've been justifying it here, and and we can get into this, you know, a little bit later when it comes up a little bit more. But the the idea of what she's learning in therapy, what she was told to do to go get a C plus to basically like stop being so hard on yourself and just like sort of take off a bit. That's like how I've been justifying it. It's a little weak, uh, and I'm not still fully on board, but like that's the best I can do, I think.
1: Yeah, I feel like there are aspects of what she does throughout the episode that fit that. But I think like going along with his stuff is it's a bit of a stretch, but I, I do agree. I think that's probably how the writers were justifying it, that that Rebecca's trying to be more loosey-goosey. And yeah, but it just it doesn't really work for me. But yeah, we, there, there'll be more of it later, so we can definitely dive into it more later.
2: Yeah, and Paula's clearly, like, already over this, so she says she's gonna leave to go to the market. And then uh, Paula's dad asks Rebecca if she wants to see a big turd he left in the toilet. And Rebecca's like, no, kinda. <laughs> it's a bit much. <laughs> I feel from the looks on everyone's face, no one has no one has anything to say other than yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: I feel like this podcast is just me telling my friends what I do and don't don't take my bottoms and don't show me your, your big uh uh bowel movement in the toilet, please.
2: Those are reasonable requests.
0: Yeah. Noted. Couldn't possibly be setting <laughs> the bar lower than uh than what we're doing here. But okay.
2: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) If
0: you insist. Uh, Something probably should go without saying,
1: Tommy. I'll just say that. (laughs)
3: Listen,
1: sometimes.
2: You never know. (laughs) So then we see Paula at the market. It's called Fresh and Canned. (laughs) And Paula is putting like three giant things of vodka in the cart for her dad possibly yourself i don't know um and that's when she sees this man across the store he's opening you know the freezer which is like exactly what happened when rebecca came to west covina she saw josh at the market you know opening the freezer door and when paula sees this guy the name jeff echoes in her mind that's a that's a rebecca thing too the the echoing of something important Paula just seems mesmerized in this moment and this woman who works at the store is right behind her and asks like who is that? And Paula says that's my Josh Chan. <laughs> so this is really important and she says he's not just any ex, he's the one I never got over. I thought if I saw him again I'd want to punch him in the face, but instead I feel all warm and tingly inside, like glitter is exploding inside of me. Which again is a Rebecca thing. And the woman asks, "Like, oh, he was your first love?" And Paula says, "He was my first everything." But is there anything you wanted to talk about before we get to the song?
1: Just that you know, this is a really nosy uh, grocery store clerk. But I think we've seen seen that before. (laughs) Like, you know, just like, who is that? Is it your ex? (laughs) You know, it's like, hey, I don't know you. (laughs) Why why you ask me personal questions? (laughs)
2: Paula yeah, didn't also, seem to mind.
1: no, she didn't seem to mind at all. she got had someone to talk to But so still it's just like it's just I'' I'm, I'm this watch it you' really jumped out and be like, wow, this this
3: grocery store uh, worker is just like all up on Paula's business. Yeah, I was too focused on how much fog was coming out of this freezer. like all the freezer burn to all that food. there was just it was too cold, too cold <laughs> in that freezer.
0: maybe it was too hot in the store.
3: oh maybe like the, the, yeah,
0: okay the temperature. This is in actually wait a minute. This is in what Buffalo?
3: Yeah, no, it's gonna be pretty cold in that Okay,
0: wow
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what we have our Buffalo correspondent here to let us know.
3: <laughs> Grocery stores in Buffalo, very cold.
2: <laughs> so then we have the first song of this episode. It is called First Penis I Saw. So as our guest, Tommy, go first. What did you think of this one?
3: very funny uh it, it was a great song it felt very like musical ass with like uh like I'm trying to think of an example it, it, there's there's a song that's familiar but I, I I like this the extras top tier I thought they were doing great uh the older lady was probably my favorite of the two uh very getting into the dancing routine.
0: Yeah, I, this song is so freaking good. It's like one of my favorites. It was definitely a standout the first time I saw the show. It's got like Big Mama Mia vibes uh, going on there. It it was just so good. Like some of the <laughs> some of the lyrics are just like so funny. I was so eager, I couldn't hide my keenness. Everything about it seemed quite ingenious. I couldn't find a single flaw in the first penis, the very first penis. Oh, it's just so good. They, they the writers room had a lot of fun writing this, and it just like shows so clearly.
3: And I like the Jeff products too. <laughs> the, the like, and you can see at one point it's just like there's no middle. There's just it's just the sides, like a little fence.
1: Yeah. No, the lyrics are are amazing on this one. Like you can tell, uh, like the like some really clever use of rhyme uh, throughout it, and some just like really. Really fun double entendres, and yeah, the, like I said, like the whole Abba thing is very, very apparent. There's even like a couple shots, like this shot where like Paul is staring straight at the camera while the other singer is like. Facing the other way, kind of have them scared, which like mimics some ABBA videos. So it's nice to get like the visual language of that in there as well. Like, like Tommy said, I every time I see this the this episode and watch this song, the video, like the the extras are like a big big part of the enjoyment of it. Cause they are definitely both of them really getting into it.
2: This song. Is perfect i like there's it's the best it could be like it's amazing i have no There. there's not a single moment of it that could be better like it's incredible i love it so much um and then after that's over uh the man sees paula and he's like paula o'brien she says jeff channington <laughs>
1: The fact that his name is Channington, I mean, seriously,
0: (laughs) yeah, they're really not making us work to catch the mirror here. They're like really just like slapping you across the face with it. Yeah, which no subtlety at all. Yeah, I didn't mind the lack of subtlety because, like, really, what's the point? Like, we get what you're trying to do. It didn't like take away from anything. If anything, it was just like that's that's pretty good. Like, (laughs) like, well done.
1: Yeah, uh, it's funny is at first I thought she was just a uh, misspeaking. I thought she was just like so much in the Josh Chan of it all that she was, it was just like a slip of the tongue. But then you see his card later, it actually says Jeff Chan of it. I'm like, nope, that's there. I should go in there with that. Okay, cool. Good on your show. Uh, embrace it.
2: You know, it provides some context to why Paula, you know, was so invested in Rebecca and Josh. I mean, because she had this situation in her past, among other things um so then we go to josh chan not jeff channington um josh is at the bar and (laughs) he is working he says he's been rocking some youtube tutorials you know he's doing some flashy moves he's like calling this one the big boy as he shakes some drinks (laughs) it's all too much it's too much but this is funny i mean this woman walks up and you would like heather's in the background like totally unamused and this woman walks up and you would think like oh she's gonna think this is cringy but she seems to be into it she's like hi i'm Teresa." <laughs> yeah and and she's like, like, <laughs>
1: like, he, like he's like moving rhythmically and she's like starts moving rhythmically with him like she's like totally sucked in by it. it's just it's it's weird
2: and this is the worst part she's like i'm Teresa," and he says I'm Josh. I'm a big boy.
3: Uh, <laughs> I'm a big boy. Good grief. <laughs> the fact that Teresa ever showed up again after this, like, I'm questioning her. That you hear someone call themselves a big boy and you're like, maybe I'll still give them a chance.
2: <laughs> yeah, I I don't understand it. And she asked if he's busy after work tomorrow night and he's like Oh, I always get busy after work tomorrow night.
1: See that that's a funny that that's like you know that's like showing us other ways that Josh is a little dim
0: you know keep that up you know? less big boy more more melopropisms that's that's why the worst part is if it had just been that line. Like, let's get rid of the big boy of it. Let's get rid of all the the stupid, disgusting stuff that happens afterwards. If it had just been like, oh, you're busy after work tomorrow night. I get busy every night. It would have been like, ah, oh, like uh, whatever. But it like it, it would have felt much more appropriate to like the level of stupidity. But like, good God, he's like, he, he's like eight years
2: old. I'm a big boy.
0: Oh, stupid.
2: <laughs> Uh, so we'll revisit that unfortunately it just gets worse and worse it's gonna get worse and worse (laughs) um we go back to paula she's talking to jeff um you know she says she's back for a couple of days and he seems amazed that they ran into each other he's like oh we haven't seen each other since and paula interrupts since you dumped me in the parking lot of the mall after we saw fried green tomatoes And he apologizes like I was he says I was a jerk you were so cool and funny and smart and you knew about Camaros he mentions that he's been restoring one like that's his hobby and it makes him think of her and so he asks if she wants to come see it and she seems hesitant so he gives her his card and says you know if you change your mind here you go.
1: So it's this a scene where at one point Paula does the so weird, right? I know she does one of the scenes uh, with him. I think it's this one where, again, she's like channeling Rebecca.
2: Oh, I didn't catch that part.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is, Todd. Um, and then we also get like the very traditional Josh and Rebecca music behind almost all of their stuff this episode, um, which I know like they're hitting us over the head with it. But I love uh, and we I've said this before, but, like, them repurposing their own stuff with different characters to create, like, similar feelings and meanings. Just love it. Really, really good.
2: Then we see Rebecca. She's still at home with Paula's dad. They are watching news together. Uh, Rebecca's like, I've never watched conservative news before. And says, like, the women, they all look exactly the same. Why is that? and you know then she's like bob be real you don't actually agree with this stuff right but it really seems like he does
3: yep yeah no he definitely does he talks about having uh two guns and i i, I do want to bring up here like obviously like this is about buffalo they're talking about guns here uh obviously we're we're aware that recently there was the shooting in Buffalo, so. Uh, It's hard to watch this episode and think about that stuff and, and still thinking about that and the other shooting that recently has happened. Uh, so thought to bring that up and just be like, yeah, this is not okay. And we need changes made soon.
2: Absolutely. And yeah, I, I don't like that the guns are played for humor in this episode. Like, It doesn't really matter like when when this is happening like obviously the show is from years ago but it does like you know these problems have existed for a long time so it doesn't really matter that it's like at you know a different year than right now like it it, it's not funny to me i don't know if anyone finds it funny but i don't it's tough uh we
0: see this a lot with with other shows and even modern shows it's tough to play in this space where you where you get on a topic like this and, it, 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 you know, you're trying to be a comedy, you're, like, trying to keep it light, as we've seen some other stuff um, in the show happen, but, like, the gritty realism is that, like, Paul is dad, that is, like, a real person that is out there that represents, like, a good chunk of people who have beliefs that are incredibly harmful to a lot of people. Um You know, (laughs) I'm not going to, like, go on massive political rants here, but, like, you know, uh, I think people pretty much know where I stand. I don't think anyone should ever be allowed to own a gun under any circumstances, full stop. Uh, No exceptions to that rule, in my opinion. Other people disagree with that. That's okay. I get it. Um, But I I think the area where the show struggled here um, is that when they were approaching heavy topics, which the show is not afraid to do, They did it in a way that was a lot more sensitive to those people who are afflicted and struggle with those heavy topics. There was still some humor involved. We still saw some like shades of brilliance from the show with other heavy topics. That just like, wasn't the case here. It was almost like they were making light of this, of of this particular heavy topic. Uh, And uh, at this particular point, and even I think in real time, I didn't watch the show in real time, but you know, just from my understanding I don't think this kind of thing would play very well. So uh, I, I'm I'm definitely with Tommy here. I, uh, this, this, and, and you, Lindy, this definitely did not work for me uh, in terms of a humorous bit here.
2: Yeah. So that'll come up again later in the episode also. Um, but, you know, they move past the, the news topic and, you know, he offers Rebecca a drink and she says, oh, I don't know if I can, you know, it's the same thing with she wasn't sure if she should be having sex yet. She's also not sure about drinking. But then she kind of reconsiders and says, well, alcohol is not my trigger. So, OK. And Paula's dad suggests that they do shots. Um, So they do. They start drinking. And then Paula comes back and she wants to talk to Rebecca. Clearly, she's, you know, having lots of feelings about what just happened with Jeff. And Rebecca says, oh, I'll be there, you know, in a minute. Um but she doesn't get up and Paula is just by herself, like looking at Jeff's card that he gave her.
1: Yeah. And it's a, it's a bad look for Rebecca. Again, she is trying to, a uh, uh, trying to get a C plus and getting D rock right now. Uh, and I don't know. It's like, I, put, I had in my notes, like a, Rebecca being a bad friend again, like a uh, she is so caught up in this assignment that she's gotten that she's not noticing that her friend needs someone to talk to and her friend, like very like explicitly tells her, yeah. Hey, can I talk to you for a second? And Paul obviously needs someone to talk to. And Rebecca isn't just like, Oh yeah, I'll be there in just a second. It's like, Oh, I need to do this first. And then just never follows up on it. So it's shades of the, a uh, the old, a uh, self-involved Rebecca here. So it's a, this episode in general is not, that's like a great look for Rebecca, uh, which makes like the ending of it feel a little weird, like it's a, little, a little bit of like cognitive dissonance and how it all ends up at the end. But we'll talk about that when we get there. But yeah, this this was not my favorite thing right here to see her blow off Paula when there's been so much made over the course of the show about, you know, Paula needing Rebecca and Rebecca not being there. And it's a thing that's been hit over and over again. Rebecca's supposed to be working herself right now. And she just kind of she doesn't do it. And they don't really make a big deal of it either necessarily in this episode. which also is kind of strange to me. Like, I, I just, this episode not one of my favorite episodes. There's a lot in this episode that just doesn't really work for me. And, and a lot of it revolves around the Rebecca
3: of it all. Yeah, I I agree with that of, like, I think the episode almost wants us to be, like, yeah, Rebecca made growth, and, like, we'll get into it more at the end, but it's, like, uh, okay. <laughs> if that's what you want, episode, I guess.
2: <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it, especially because it was it was not asking much of Rebecca. She just literally had to stand up and listen to what Paula wanted to talk about. Like, why couldn't she do that? Um, I I understand, like, in the show, yeah, Rebecca is consistently doing things like that so i it it makes sense in her character but at the same time i was like this was so easy for her to actually be there for paula and she declined basically um and you know rebecca later we see that rebecca and is going to sleep and her uh, paula's dad is going upstairs to go to sleep and rebecca wonders where paula is um but she doesn't know and That's when Nathaniel texts Rebecca a picture of a sequoia tree, and Rebecca responds with a picture of a woman climbing a tree, and, you know, Nathaniel says, you're up late. Rebecca says, yeah, I'm a little drunk. Nathaniel says, you're a bad girl, and Rebecca says, you have no idea. Nathaniel says, hot. Miss me? Rebecca says, parts of me do. nathaniel says like you see this look on his face like oh okay and then he texts back texting with my left hand please excuse typos
0: (laughs) i don't know what to say i loved it uh and i like have to talk about the transition away from this scene as we get to paula with uh jeff jeff opens up with the you came Right there, that's like how they transition the scene, and I love it. Cxg does that so often, and I just absolutely love it. Oh, uh, it's just so funny. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like not a Nathaniel stand by any means, but like that, like texting scene back and forth was really, really funny.
2: Yeah, I liked it again. Like their first interaction in this episode, you know, they've got great chemistry, and they're clearly like connecting on the same level right now like in the past in the show like you know they've been in different places you know at different times but it seems like now they kind of are kind of in this agreement about what they want you know this relationship between them to be like and they're both having fun with it and I love that
3: I wonder if like I wanted the whole thing to just be picture messages no text just pictures telling the story for them uh, maybe that, that's the new pickup line. Just send uh, uh, pictures of trees to people.
2: I kind of think you have to establish the <laughs> the context first before just sending the tree.
3: But maybe it starts a conversation. You send a tree, and they're like, "Oh, why is the tree?" And then, and then you 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 trap them into it. Then they fell right into your trap, and you're like, "Oh, because it's sequoia," and you remind me of a sequoia. Boom, got them. <laughs>
1: All good relationships start with a trap. That's what we're learning from Tommy
0: right now, right there. Tom is the bomb. Vote for me. (laughs) Honestly, you got my vote. I'm in. As long as we get the bomb on the posters, I'm I'm voting for you. Well,
2: if someone wants to try this tree picture method of flirting and let us know how it goes. Okay,
0: I'll report back next week.
1: That's it. Okay. I mean. We're going to have the whole bonus episode with trying to like update uh, Adam's dating profile eventually. So I think we can maybe uh, factor that into that episode.
2: We better do that. Is that a post-season three extra?
1: If Jess Sterling has anything to say about it, it will be.
0: (laughs) Should I just start now by sending trees to everyone? (laughs) Just Just try that with
2: one person and see what happens. Uh,
0: Okay, 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 okay.
2: So, yeah, Paula shows up to Jeff's garage and, you know, he's happy to see her. He throws her a wrench and, you know, they start looking at the car together. It's a really short scene. It's really we'll get into that later. Um, Then we also get a short scene with Josh. He is this is the beginning of the worst part for me. Um, He's at the bar and he's cleaning up all these empty glasses on the bar and then there's a mirror nearby and he notices that he's got a pimple on his face and he's like, not today. I have a date. And so he goes to, to pop it. <laughs> and. Okay. This is going to end up horrifying, but like right now in this moment, before we get to what happens next, I just want to ask Adam, which is worse. Well, actually I know what you're, what you're going to say, but <laughs> which is worse. Um, you know, painting your toes on top of potatoes or popping a pimple at the bar.
0: Painting my toes on top of peeled potatoes or popping a pimple next to open glasses that contain liquid at the bar. They're empty. Of course. They're-
2: you shouldn't be popping pimples at the bar. You shouldn't do either, is my opinion. <laughs> the
0: potatoes were going to be peeled, Lindy. Oh my God, how many times this is so disgusting uh, from josh here so disgusting
1: i i do a report that i did just get a text message from adam <laughs> with a tree gift so uh...
2: oh okay <laughs> and todd how did it make you feel were you like interested <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: oh lord that's how i felt <laughs>
2: Okay, so Adam <sighs> has struck out on that one. Um, so <laughs> I think star. you gotta try it with someone else, like not okay. one of your podcast co-hosts. <laughs> okay. So he I was
1: already in on the bit. I think that might have been part of the... Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, okay. okay, That's yeah. good notes. Good notes. do <laughs> <I'll> be better <laughs> next time. <laughs> or if you're in public, just show someone a picture of a tree.
4: Whoa! Whoa!
0: <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Just be walk like, up, hey, do you want to see a picture of my tree? <laughs> that's no, no, no. <laughs> you don't ask, you just show him the picture. Obviously. Oh my god,
4: <laughs> that's, that's uh,
0: okay, flashing. consent is
2: important. Oh my
0: god, yes, consent <laughs> is very important, <laughs> of course. Thank you, there's no <laughs> I don't know why there's such a pause. There's no questioning. <laughs> Even when it comes to I'm sending pictures I'm laughing too hard. That's why there's a pause. <laughs> no unsolicited uh, tree picks. <laughs> oh,
1: exactly. I'm glad we don't go up on tangents on this uh, podcast. Oh, good it's thing. Like...
0: This is all completely related. I don't know.
2: <laughs> it's directly related. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it oh, actually. yeah. <gasps> um. yeah so <laughs> and yet i have a hard time going back okay so we go back to paula and rebecca at her dad's house so paula comes downstairs it's the next morning and she tells rebecca good morning rebecca asks where she was last night and paula says she went out to see an old friend um you know they're restoring a Camaro. And I love those. And Rebecca's like, right, you love cars. I always forget that because it doesn't interest me.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I that, that line is so emblematic of so much about Rebecca. It, it makes you laugh and also makes me go, oh, Rebecca.
2: <laughs> yeah. I guess uh, <laughs> at least she's self
1: aware enough to say it, I guess. <laughs> but she doesn't really say it like it's a bad thing. She's just like, oh, oh, yeah, that doesn't interest me, so I don't ever remember it. You know, just kind of like a, yeah, oh, yeah. That's that's the way the people are, right?
3: Which, yeah, kind of. But still, yeah. She must have been ta- talking to Scott because it had that same kind of energy of like, "Yep, I just do this. It's okay, though. Bye."
2: <laughs> yeah, this one made me laugh when she didn't talk to Paula. I didn't like that, but this this line made me laugh. I just thought it was funny. Um, but Rebecca says, "Oh, I'm glad you did that. You deserve a little fun. You never do anything for yourself." And Paula's like, I do though. And Rebecca's like, Well, you're always doing things for other people. Like, you're so reliable. Um, you're always the big spoon. And Paula kind of shrugs that off. Like, she doesn't really agree with it, but, you know, she's thinking about it. And Rebecca's like, You look so pretty. Where are you going? And it's true because it's morning and uh, Paula, you know, is wearing a nice outfit and she seems like she's done her hair and makeup. And uh, Paula says, you know, I am going to see the friend. And Rebecca's like, what friend? <laughs> you know, is it a man? Basically is what she's implying. And is like, uh, you know, he a uh, she, uh, she's a she, Sheila girlface. <laughs> Great fake name here. Um, Rebecca's like, Sheila girlface. <laughs> And then Paula goes on this whole thing about how, well, it's actually Girl Fache. You know, they had to change it at Ellis Islands. Like, (laughs) this sounds just so made up, but apparently Rebecca believes it. And Paula's like, you know, she invited me to mass this morning. Like, you want to come? And obviously Rebecca's like, no, um, me and Bob have to check his traps for raccoons and stuff which sounds so much worse to me but for some reason rebecca wants to do that instead and that's when rebecca you know asks like is it annoying that you know i'm getting along with him like i can stop and paul says you know it is annoying but you're doing me a favor like you're taking care of him so i'm free to do whatever i want um which is yeah. you know kind of accurate <laughs>
1: Yeah, but it, it is good that uh, Rebecca did have enough presence of mind to ask Paula at this point, you know, she probably should have asked it the night before, she should have like gone and talked to Paula instead, but the fact that Rebecca is like, really, okay, this uh, maybe like equating to whenever Josh was getting along with her mom, whenever she just wanted him to like be on her side against her mom, and maybe she could, she could relate it more that way, that's why the, it clicked. I did like her asking, hey, is this do i need to stop do we need to do something different is this bad so th- that that's a good moment for rebecca right there you know that she actually is like asking paula to make sure that things are still cool uh, she's not picking up on the other all the other red flags that are going on with Paula right now but at least she is like stopping down for a moment and actually trying to be introspective a little bit and check in with paula uh so i i, I thought that was a, a nice teeny tiny bit of of growth there for rebecca Uh, amidst the other other signs of like regression so like baby steps you know forward back
2: yeah and then we pivot away from that we go back to home base uh daryl and white josh both walk in and you know there's kind of there's a baby shower going on in the background side note why is someone having a baby shower at home base
0: (laughs) Uh, honestly i'm like kind of a like anti-baby shower type situation uh, but if you're gonna have it,
2: why not have it at a bar? Why are you anti-baby shower?
0: Feels like there's a lot of like pomp and circumstance for for like nothing.
2: For like bringing a new life in the world, that's like a pretty momentous occasion. I feel like. Yeah,
0: but like it's a lot though. Like, can I just like say congratulations and like send a gift and then call it a day? Like, why do we have to make it a whole thing?
2: No one is forcing you to go to a baby shower. No, No. Well,
0: okay, but there's, like, the societal expectation and, like, the the, the peer pressure, you know? Just
2: say you're busy. No, but then, then... If you're okay with sending a gift and you just don't want to go to the party part, just have other no, plans. Just...
0: Okay, well, Lindy, I can't just manufacture plans out of nowhere. I'm not that popular. Um... I, I don't know. I, do we
2: need to have, like, baby showers? Do we, like, really? I really think of all the issues in the world. Let's not focus on okay, that Okay, I'm on. not
0: trying to say this is, like, the greatest travesty of all time to, like, have baby showers. Like, there are bigger fish to fry, for sure. But, like, I don't know. Do we need to be having baby showers?
2: I think it's fine. And uh, my question is, do you feel the same way about, like, bridal showers? Or are those better or worse to you? Like,
0: are we talking about like a, like, a, so is there bridal showers versus like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? What's the, oh, like a, like bat- a bachelor bachelorette party, like that type of thing?
2: Yeah, those are two different yeah. things. Yeah. yeah, why? Why,
0: why? <laughs> why are they two different things? That sounds like one thing. Someone's getting married and you're celebrating them. To be honest with, to be honest with you, the fact that there's more than just a wedding is already kind of ridiculous. <laughs> the fact that we're adding Again, on, more no events. one is forcing you to attend these no, events. But you, you, you are though. You are. It's like my. It's like I have good friends that are getting married. Like I can't just like say and no. You don't want to spend time with them. It's not a, It's about the principle, Lindy. I would the love principle to of what. Them. The principle of the societal expectation of attending things to which you are invited to. It's too much. <laughs> oh my gosh.
3: Especially I will say, if you're in the wedding party, it is oh. like a, you almost are forced to. Like it is like a you don't have to forced to do
0: everything in the wedding party.
3: No, I am cool with baby showers, but I do agree that like the multiple events, it should be like a one baby shower, baby reveal, all wrapped up into one baby shower. Yeah, baby, reveal. It happens you at have...
0: the hospital when they're born. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know,
3: there's like cupcakes and you put little colors in there, and you're like,
0: oh, oh. my god, the gender reveal parties can yeah. go straight to hell. I am yeah. so far out on those. I cannot even tell you. I know. When we started literally burning down forests because of gender reveal parties, like how is that not the sign? Crazy stuff was happening out on your side of the coast, Tommy. What are we doing here?
3: Yep
0: i agree i cannot so you especially when you have multiple kids lindy i have friends who are about to have their their
2: second kid and we're having another baby shower again it's a separate baby so i think that's fine but oh again no one except Look, i just got you a society. gift like a year ago keep it in your pants for a while okay why am i getting you more gifts
0: they you don't to have podcast, to so. do <laughs> anything you do though they're when you're like good friends are 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 having these things you do have to there's the there's the expectation and the pressure you can't just like say no it's like whenever you're invited to a wedding it's like i really like don't want to go to weddings but like you're gonna go because they're like your friends
2: wow i you know at I was going to invite Adam to my future someday wedding, but now I'm not because he won't want to go, but he'll show up anyway. I don't need that kind of attitude in the building.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you've already said a lot of bits that you're going to do at your wedding that have to do with me. So this is actually yeah, fine. Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, I forget what all you said you were going to do, but uh, yeah.
2: Like, I mean, personal- I'll help. Have- <laughs>
0: Yeah, was, yeah, we were getting ridiculous because you were trying to prove a point that people like uh people like the mugs or whatever. Was that what it was? Anyway, stop having gender reveal parties and baby showers. That's that's the thing here. I will Those happily are different send you
2: things. Those are different things. And mm. oh, my gosh. oh my gosh. I can't, I can't. We're not getting anywhere. We have to move on.
0: Todd <laughs> has not expressed a single opinion.
2: Yeah, todd tell us
1: where you're at uh i I, i'm just sitting here enjoying the show That, that that's where i'm at uh yeah i'm not a big fan of baby showers either uh but uh i if people enjoy them more power to you i just you know won't go that's fine it's been a while since i've been invited to one anyway so
2: see todd does not feel pressured by society to go to something he doesn't want to go to i respect that Todd, if your like
0: good friend had a baby shower like you would not feel obligated to go
1: I don't think so and typically what, if, has if it if, like not
0: happened or or are you, this is just like speculation
1: uh I mean i've I've gone to a couple baby showers uh it's been years and years and years because again I am much older than all of you uh but yeah I don't I don't remember a time where I actively like yeah, yeah. Said, no, I'm not going to your baby shower, but I know there have been times where uh, there have been baby showers going on that I didn't go to. But I've gone to a couple. And I go to a couple, I'm just like, yeah, uh, this isn't really for me. So...
0: Okay, my only solace here is that I know for a fact that Jessica Sterling agrees with me on all of these topics. She and does honestly, uh, that's I, the I, biggest I, that's that's so much of a bigger win than anything Lindy's saying here because not only is Lindy actively disagreeing with Jess, Jess is actively siding with me. It's all it all works out for really <laughs> the actually.
2: I'm
0: horrified.
1: We, we did Wait, have we did have doesn't... this conversation recently. Yeah, we
0: literally yeah. have this exact conversation, and she comes out on the 100 percent diametrically opposed side that Lindy is currently taking. So uh I'm I'm very happy here
2: i'm a little this is surprised a, this is a complete win. i'm a little surprised but as, we, as we've established nothing's gonna make me stop loving jess so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna move on <laughs> um yeah so daryl and white josh that's how we got here um <laughs> <so now laughs> um uh you know white josh sees the baby shower and he asks like oh did you set this up And that's when Daryl realizes, oh, Madison set this up. Like, oh, she's so clever. She wants us to break up because she wants a sibling. And she's trying to push the issue because you and I have been at this impasse for so long. And that's when Daryl does the difficult thing. He says, Joshua, the truth is this is so hard to do because I love you a lot. But I'm not happy anymore because of this. This started as a whim, but it's what I want for my life now. And... I'm always gonna care about you. I love you. And White Josh says I love you too. And Daryl says, but yeah. And White Josh realizes what's happening. He's like, oh, oh wait. So this is. Daryl says, I guess it is. And White Josh says, this sucks. I, I don't know what to do. Can we still be friends? And Daryl says, I would love that, but that sounds so hard right now. <laughs> and White Josh says, did a nine-year-old just trick us into doing something we weren't brave enough to do ourselves? And yeah, that is what happened.
3: Yeah, I don't think you can ever be friends with an ex. I think that's just like, it's one of those things, once you cross that line, it's hard to go back because there's like, maybe if you give it time, like you take a break and then you jump back into a friendship. But even then it's still, I don't know. I would right. never go Maybe
1: you're Maybe with fewer knock-knock jokes
3: that could happen, Tommy.
1: I think that might be yeah. uh, what makes it awkward later. I don't know. A two-hour
0: prolonged breakup with dinner and a show involved <laughs> as well.
2: Um, that's exactly what happens with Daryl and White Josh. A two-hour right. prolonged breakup with dinner and a show. That is true. The show being Josh. <laughs> yeah.
0: Tommy, I think I'm inclined to agree with you. Um, I, I guess it depends on what the definition of X is. I think that, like, we're living in a world where there's a lot more ambiguity about, like, what is slash isn't a relationship and so i'm like definitely still friends with people where like it was more casual than like a you know big but i i definitely see that point of like if you're in a very committed like relatively long-term relationship you're probably going to be struggling to stay friends
3: yeah and it's different if like let's say you were friends for like a long time beforehand and then you got together like that's different than like if you met on a dating app and then became really good friends and they're like oh we're gonna like you know history matters too
2: so, obviously, this is really sad. <laughs> we love Daryl and White Josh, and they're just breaking up for the classic TV reason of one of them wants kids and one doesn't. Happens all the time on TV. I say- it happens
1: all the time on Grey's Anatomy, uh, is what I was thinking. <laughs> but- <laughs> <laughs> there have been multiple relationships on Grace Anatomy which have been destructive because one person wanted a... Uh, the kids that everyone did.
0: I'm excited that we are hypothetically going to get content of them that is not all about I want a kid you don't want a kid because I think it is like at this point maybe even the last couple episodes where I was sort of like all right like we've done this like we you know, this is, it's like the same thing over and over again which is indicative of their relationship like really well portrayed but I kind of want more from both of them and they both have more to offer. So uh, I'm excited that at least that portion of the conversation is done and hopefully they can do better uh, separately.
3: Yeah. And I'm also glad it like ended in this way where it's like, Hey, let's just call it here. Instead of like, you see it sometimes with like ultimatums where it's like, no, we have to have kids or we can like, I'm glad it was just like, listen, we, I can tell, we're not going to agree on this. I can't force you to, we're just going to have to break up. Uh, I thought that was good
2: yeah and then we go back to rebecca she is playing darts with paula's dad um (laughs) turns out she's really bad at it she has broken multiple items in the house and but he seems fine with that he's like feels good right and she's like yeah it feels good to be outside the bubble i'm having the best time right now you're like the dad i never had and he's like you didn't have a dad (laughs) and she says i do but he sucks It was another like really upbeat, terrible thing (laughs) said in this episode. I do, but he sucks. (laughs) And then we get the second song of this episode, which is called "My Friend's Dad." Um, Adam, what do you think of this one?
0: It was okay. Uh, Like, not a huge fan, obviously, of the the subject matter that we have here. The lyrics are, I guess, witty is the word, but like, not just like offensive it's just like offensive um and i do i do get that like that is part of the point of the song uh you know i i think we know rachel bloom like decently well enough to know that like she's not deifying like what he's saying or the actions that he's taking but at the same time it's done in like such a cavalier way that it makes me frustrated that there's not some kind of bigger repercussion um that's happening here or some kind of like bigger realization that's being had. Like Rebecca's on a path to get better. We're like actively rooting for Rebecca. We've seen her go through therapy. We've seen her accept help and want to get better. And like, this is the result she's like attaching to someone here of like her friend's dad, because she didn't have the father figure. I, I, it just like, didn't it, it, this whole situation, this whole storyline culminating in this song, like, really, just didn't do it for me personally.
1: Yeah, I think the whole Paul's dad storyline, I think if they'd even just like toned him down, toned his awfulness down just a smidge, it would have worked for me a lot better. You like the line here his bigotry is ironic. Is it really, though? is it? You know, that's not the sense I get from anything that he does or says that he's doing it in an ironic way and it's a you know it's he's just like a categorically awful character and yeah this because of that even though the song is like a little fun and upbeat uh, it's it is not my favorite thing and because it's tied to the storyline which is not my favorite thing and the song would have to be a heck of a lot better than it is for it to overcome that that the anchor that's dragging it down and being attached to the storyline and it's just not a good enough song to overcome that hurdle for me to like actually enjoy the song
3: yeah I agree with all this not my vibe uh the whole thing was and, and it's like not only all that and then like for me it's like they're dressing her like a Shirley temple type uh and like then there's weird sexual tension in it at the end it's just the whole thing is just not my i'm just nope
0: no, they were like going for some Annie elements, I think, too, and I just, it that's like not my favorite, and so yeah, it was just uh it was a it was a miss.
2: I probably have the highest opinion of this song out of all of us. I I agree with all of the points that you made. Like her, Paula's dad is, you know, clearly terrible, and all of the things he's saying. um But I do find the song really catchy and for the most part funny so i do find myself enjoying it more so than you know um seeing its drawbacks like i i find myself overwhelmingly enjoying the song even though there are problematic elements to his character and everything i am won over by the style of the song i think So then we see Paula. She's with Jeff at the garage again. And, um, you know, there's a song playing on the radio, and he asks her to dance. Um, She's like, Me? And he says, Do you see any other beautiful women here? And, you know, they start dancing. And she asks what they're doing. He says, We're just two old friends catching up, going back in time. And Paul's like like Outlander, and she has actually brought up Outlander twice in this episode so far. Um, I didn't mention it, but she talks about it with Rebecca, who has no idea what Paul is talking about, which I found interesting because in the past they've watched TV together. So I guess they just yeah. haven't watched.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have the same thoughts. I think they were even like saving shows to watch together at one point. So the fact that Outlander—I'm not even sure how long Outlander had been on the air at this point. I, can't, I don't know how many seasons have been on, but yeah, it, it felt strange that a uh, it wouldn't have come up since they were like watching a bunch of other
3: stuff together.
2: Yeah. And she had mentioned it also with Scott saying like, you know, how she never has time to catch up on Allender, but you know, in in talking about how, Oh, but my family's not a chore, you know? Um, so she loves the show and, you know, I guess it involves going back in time. So she's really, you know, excited when Jeff says that, and yeah, she it's, says it's a time travel
1: romance. Is what? Well.
2: Okay, yeah, I yeah. Like it is. that's the impression that she gives. And she says, "You make me feel like I'm 17 again, and all my worries are gone." In real life, I'm always someone's mom, best friend, errand girl, but you make me feel special. And they dance more. Are we supposed to
3: like Jeff? I don't I, like. I feel like I get like like sleazy vibes sometimes but then sometimes I'm like oh like he's just like he's just he does i don't know if he knows she's married i don't know if like i don't know like what he knows but i don't know how to feel about jeff like anything he's in
2: yeah i don't have like a strong feeling about him before i watched that re the episode i thought like oh yeah he's kind of you know kind of a sleazy guy but then i watched it again and i was like well he doesn't really do anything you know he doesn't do much he's just there he asks her to hang out he says they're old friends catching up like he goes in to kiss her later and she doesn't kiss him and he seems disappointed but not like angry or anything he's he's just kind of there
3: yeah exactly yeah
1: yeah yeah I think I think that's a good way to sum it up is like the fact that he is hitting on a married woman and, and presumably she has her wedding ring on so presumably he can tell that she's married but yeah it's he's not overly sleazy so he's just kind of yeah i, I mean I, th- I think he's like a better option than josh chan so jeff Changton has that at least where he's not a complete and total moron constantly but i uh i don't know yeah it's it's a weird it's,
3: it's a weird thing But is Jeff Jan- Channington a big boy, though, Todd? That's what you got to ask him. So. <laughs> I mean,
1: he never actually calls himself a big boy, so obviously he's not a big boy. Because when you're a big boy, you have to tell everyone that you run into. Like if, if Paula runs into the story, he's like, Hi, Paula, I'm a big boy now. Then we would know that he was a big boy. You Want to see my big boy car, Paula? Then,
0: then we would
3: know. Maybe Uh that's, you know what? Give it the tree message. You just send, Adam, you just send someone, I'm a big boy, and see if that
0: works. want to see my big boy car. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, listen, I'm no dating expert. But gosh, I feel like we are on the wrong track here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, (laughs) These are... Funny suggestions, not serious ones. So <laughs> clearly.
0: I had almost sent the message to Todd, too. So that's good to know.
2: Well, I would love for you to do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I gave you my phone number for the New York trip so we can meet to the airport so that now you can do <laughs> yeah, You didn't have your
2: phone numbers before? uh no
1: i don't think so i think we no we actually did add it uh, for the new york trip because we communicate almost exclusively through discord so that's really been the need for for text messages or things like that because we've only mentioned they in the discord
2: that makes sense when i think about it but it just sounded weird but yeah that makes sense if you talk in discord all the time
0: and was- like, but what about all the text messages you could go back and look through to find all the old takes.
2: Well, you could go through your Discord messages. I
0: was going to say, that's what the Discord messages are I don't for, delete right? those because I don't think I can, so.
2: <laughs> um, but Yeah, we go back to White Josh and Daryl. They are at home base and White Josh is saying, I'll call you. And Daryl says, I guess I'll just see you around. And one just says, we've been saying goodbye for two hours, so I guess we should go. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? I guess Tommy can imagine this. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, so
1: it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so awkward. It's such an awkward scene. I feel bad for both of them. Yeah, he's yeah. like, what
3: do you do? Like, you can't, it's it's like getting invited to a, a baby shower. You just, you just have to go. Uh, you have to stay there at that bar.
0: Um, I well, so let's not you know comp- <laughs> let's not get hasty with the comparisons here, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't think it's like a one to one uh is what we're working with here. It should not take you two hours to break up with someone.
1: think it's they're already broken up. this is just like the the aftermath of the breakup. it's the yeah, the,
2: it's the classic like, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. And they just can't. They're too nice. Does that they happen after
0: the relationship is done? Apparently.
2: Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know what I'm
3: saying? <laughs> I think it, think. Yeah, and I think there is a part too like it becomes finalized. Like once you leave that the breakup, it's done it's it's over for sure. So I think it does yeah. people do tend to hang around because it's like, oh, this is the last this is the last time. This is the last raw. I do. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's actually a really salient point, Tommy. There is very there's something very final about like leaving the location of the breakup.
1: Yeah, and basically because neither of them really want to break up necessarily. They know they need to break up, but they don't necessarily want to break up. So that makes it even worse for them that to put the final nail in the coffin of the relationship and know that once they leave, like it is well and completely done. Yeah, I think that's a really good point.
2: But before they can leave um josh puts on some music at the bar and says here comes the big boy and (laughs) walks up to the bar (laughs) and it's horrifying because the pimple that he had earlier is now just huge and red and clearly infected and it looks so awful and hector walks up and he tells so, Daryl and White Josh they have to stay you can't miss this so they're like okay <laughs> we'll come back to Josh's situation yeah.
1: I do know how like Hector's only purpose in this episode is to facilitate them watching this train wreck like Hector just pops up like hey let's watch our good friend totally embarrass himself So
0: it's not the first time uh, we've seen them do that what was it The the fashion show
1: yeah, although At that point, they were trying to get away from it to shield uh, Anna? Was that her name?
0: From a, oh, yeah, uh, that's from,
1: right. From witnessing it.
2: So, uh, we go back to Buffalo. Um, Rebecca is worried about Paula. She says she's not answering her phone. And she's been at church for nine hours. <laughs> and Rebecca starts explaining the story that Paula had told her. Um and she realizes now that it's a fake name. <laughs> and this was not a real story. Took her nine hours to figure that out. Um, but she mentions that Paula had seen a friend to look at, you know, this Camaro that was being restored. And Paula's dad uh, knows what this is about. He, So he's like, let's go. And... We see Paula and Jeff um, in the garage. Paula is asking if he ever thinks about them. Like, do you regret our breakup? And he says he does regret it big time. And he leans in to kiss her. And (laughs) instead of kissing him, she says, that was all I needed. And, you know, Paula has gotten what she needed out of this reunion with Jeff. But that's when Paula's dad walks in with a gun, as we said earlier, it's Played for humor, but for us, it does not land that way. But you know, Rebecca's there too. She asks, What's going on? Like, (laughs) and uh, Paula's dad says, This is Jeff, he broke Paula's heart. And Paula's like, Okay, like I was leaving anyway. (laughs) Like, basically, Rebecca and her dad have like come in to like you know, break this situation up. But Paula was about it, was like on her way out anyway, and she stopped anything from happening and she tells Jeff like it was good to see you again and thank you for saying what you said um and yeah like I said earlier he looks disappointed um but he he doesn't like try to stop her from leaving and again a bad a bad joke where Paula wants to get the keys and Rebecca's like oh Bob drives really well when he's drunk
1: don't like it. Don't like it at all. Again, it's just like, it's such a weird thing for Rebecca to say. It just, just does not fit Rebecca at all. Everything with her and Bob and it's just like, I, uh.
3: Yeah, yeah. Not great stuff there. I did appreciate that at least they let Paula do, like, it it could have been very easy for the show to have them break up the kiss. Like they were going to go in and it's now Rebecca saving the day. I like that Paula did get the opportunity to be like, I'm out. And then they came in so that the, the old, like she gets to say, no, I made the active choice not to pursue this. Uh, not because my dad and my friend showed up.
0: Well, and we had already seen that before too. Right. I don't remember if it was late season one or early season two, but we have seen Paula in a, compromising position where Rebecca came in to the hotel room to, to break it up. Talking uh, about Calvin? So I'm talking about Calvin, yeah. That's
2: season one.
0: Season one. I couldn't remember his name. Yeah. Uh but you know we've we have we have been there. We've done it.
2: Yeah, this was definitely different. Um but yeah um we'll get kind of a closure on that when we go back to Paul and Rebecca. But um First, we have just a scene that makes us, I'm sure, all cringe so much. It makes me just, cringe. I can hardly, hardly watch this. Just why? That's all I thought of this. Why did we do this? Um, yeah, so Josh is bartending and Hector asks, What is that thing on his face? And uh, White Josh says, I don't know, but it's alive. And that's when Josh sees it again in the mirror and he's horrified and Heather's in the background saying, your face is infected. You didn't touch some dirty glasses and try to pop a pimple on your face, did you? And Josh says, no, I'm not an idiot. (laughs) And I knew Adam and Todd would love that line so much.
0: He just set us up so well. I mean, yeah, we, we, we have worth... to do so little work.
1: To be... I know it's it's probably even worth taking the swing at that one. It's like yeah. such low hanging fruit. It's just like ah, oh, let make us like work for a little bit, Josh. Come on.
2: Yeah, and Heather says that's a, that looks like a staph infection, and you know, Josh brushes this off because Teresa walks in and you know Josh is smiling at her giving her a drink but she says I'm a nurse and that looks like a staph infection and this is the worst part he is you know doing his bartending flair and throws this cup up and on the way down it hits his face and stuff splashes into her drink and it's the worst thing <laughs> I can hardly think about it.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't need this in an episode. I did. did people. I want to know if there's someone out there that's like, ha ha ha. Like that's the funny. Th- 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 I feel like it's cringe, right? Like that's the only way you can take this. Yeah, I was not thinking. Boy, I bet Tommy's really
1: glad he signed up for this episode. Now watching this horrible yeah. sequence of events.
3: What if I came on the pod and that's when you guys asked me why did I choose this episode? <laughs> I chose it
0: for this moment. <laughs>
1: Uh yeah, you would never get that four timer uh I would have in. respected <laughs> it. Honestly,
0: I would have respected it. That would have been the hot take that I would have expected coming <laughs> in on the pod. None of this I'd rather be broken up
2: with nonsense. <laughs> yeah, clearly none of us like this. Um so let's move on. It's it's terrible. <laughs> Teresa obviously she left um for some reason she was okay with the big boy thing but this was the final straw (laughs) um we go back to Rebecca and Paula Paula is you know telling Rebecca about what happened with Jeff and Rebecca says so you didn't kiss and Paula says no Scott was right. I always treat him like the consolation prize. Like, Jeff rejected me and he was always this thing I couldn't have. But now I rejected him. This time I got to make the choice. And Rebecca says, It blows my mind. I didn't know any of this. Like, you can tell me this stuff. And Paula says, You're trying to get better. I didn't want to burden you. I want to take care of you. And Rebecca says, I love that, you know, since we met, you've tried to be my mom, but how about we try to be best friends? and you know she talks about how you know earlier she'd said paula was like a big spoon and now she says let's let's try to be you know the same size spoons like those are the best those fit together the best and paula basically agrees like that makes sense yeah let's let's do that
3: yeah i guess good good on rebecca for like being like hey i need to stop like letting you always be the one that's that's taking care of me and but at the same time, it's like I hate that like these are the things we have to be like, oh well, Rebecca, these are normal things you should already be doing. But I get you know, I get it too. It's it's just like it, you should be caring about your friends <laughs> already.
1: Yeah, but it's I mean, because we've talked about before, and I know I know Melissa is like really against the whole Paula acts like a mom to Rebecca thing. And it's definitely it's like a really very unhealthy relationships they have be, because of that. So, I think it is good that Rebecca's like, yeah, let's let's just be best friends. Let's like we don't you don't need to be my mom, i to be your daughter. We're like, you know, just just be friends and and be there for each other. Uh so, I'm glad that they're making that step. Now whether it takes or not, that's another thing. Uh cause it's been plenty of times that Rebecca has made steps and then like, you know, gone backwards. Uh and now she's in the in the therapy a, you know, there's there's hope that this sort of thing will actually stick, but we're still in really early days of that. So it's be curious to see if there is a significant change in the Paula Rebecca dynamic moving forward after this, or if this is just lip service to, hey, things need to change.
2: And we go back to Josh, um, Heather. Asked how he's doing. He's got a bandage, you know, on his face, and he says he has ten more days of antibiotics. Um, it was a staph infection. He says I took people's germs and I smeared them into my face. I'm not a big boy. I'm a small boy. <laughs> um, which doesn't doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't expect it to. (laughs)
2: Um, But Heather says, you know, dumb stuff happens to all of us. You know, you know, don't be too hard on yourself. And also you're a man. And Josh says, oh, that's the word. What?
1: Yes. The word that Chris already tried to give you earlier.
2: Josh. Exactly. Exactly. And how can you not remember that word? I don't uh, get it. I don't get it. Uh, this this was too, this was all too much. Everything with Josh was too much.
3: Yeah, he's it just doesn't work for me with Josh. Maybe someday, but not today.
2: <laughs> but not today. Um then Josh says, you know, I'm spiraling. I have no apartment, no relationship, no career goals, and Heather says, you'll figure it out. I'm still figuring it out and I'm way smarter and cooler than you are and Josh says are you Heather says yeah I am you do magic and Josh says exactly and Heather's like exactly and Josh says (laughs) he smiles (laughs) like (laughs) they both think they're on the right side of that
0: same guy who uh, just struggled to understand what the word man was for the longest time Uh, Lindy noted magician here Famous magician, dare I say, famously, so famous. yeah, you, you famously do magic. I'm going to stick with that statement. You famously do magic to so listeners. You you know, famously you're, 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 you know, of the magical persuasion thoughts on Heather being so, uh, anti-magic here.
2: I was devastated. I love Heather. And to hear this from her, you know, made me feel, it made me feel hurt. I was like, no, Heather. You don't understand. <laughs> Maybe if she saw someone other than Josh doing magic, she wouldn't have, you know, this low opinion of it. I don't know.
0: You think that Josh is the only person Heather has ever seen do magic?
2: I don't know. Think- we don't have any evidence either way. But I- magic isn't inherently uncool, it can be really cool. So. Mm-hmm. I was disappointed that Heather had that opinion.
0: Yeah, that's tough. Well, maybe one day you could do magic for Heather, and she will be convinced. Whenever we do the CHG live show, you you'll have to open up with magic
2: for Heather, a fictional character. For Heather, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for
0: yeah, of course, duh, duh, oh duh. my god! I'll tell you what, will not be at the CHG live show. <laughs>
2: I'm always going to take the opportunity to talk about, duh. You brought it up. You said it.
0: Yeah,
1: it's all your fault, Adam.
0: What else is new? Everything
1: yeah, it's like, is.
4: Everything <laughs> it's like,
1: is. That uh, there's one constant in the PSR Discord. It's Adam being blamed for things. Yes,
0: just the Discord.
2: Nothing makes me happier than that. <laughs> what
0: could? Honestly, what could... Of course, besides the thrill of a good magic trick, just that has to be top. Wow. Top above that.
2: Are you saying that you agree with Heather?
0: Uh, Lindy, I'm simply saying that you experiencing the thrill of performing magic should eclipse the joy you feel from blaming me for things that are very clearly not my fault.
2: Yeah, but you said it in such a sarcastic way. And I really that is,
0: that's it. just my voice, though. That's just like, I can't. There's no other way for me to say things.
1: There's there's an old kids in the hall sketch uh where Dave Foley is a character who like is at this party, he keeps saying things sarcastic and people are going around or run away or get mad at him. He's at the end. It's like, I'm not being sarcastic. This is just a speech impediment. And then they're like whatever he goes off. He's like it he makes the camera like, I'm so lonely. And that just made me think of that. It's one of my favorite sketches of all time. So I had to throw the end there. So there's your tangent for the episode. Ha ha, I got one in. <laughs>
0: Speaking
2: I don't know if uh... um, anyone else can say <laughs> I have no idea what Todd is talking about. But... <laughs> I have no idea what he is referring to. I
0: and I really... know. But when he started, started there's an old something sketch, I was gone. Kids in the <laughs> Hall.
3: Kids in the Hall. Have you not even heard of Kids in the Hall? I've no. definitely heard of this sketch before. This is not the first time I've heard of the, the, the sketch of the sarcastic man.
0: <laughs> I got nothing.
1: They just came back with the show on Amazon. Oh my goodness. Don't even know Kiss in the Hall. I feel so old.
2: I'm sorry. We're sorry. (laughs) It's Adam's
0: fault. (laughs) What? (laughs) Wait a minute. I need to find the joy of a magic trick one second. (laughs) 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 Okay.
2: Look, there's joy in in all of that, you know? It's not Mm -hmm. limited to one thing. Anyway... Paula's feeling joyful because she is leaving her father. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're going to the airport. And Bob you know, says to Paula, like, Rebecca tells me you were first in your class in law school. I didn't know you were smart like that. <laughs> Which is like a half compliment, half insult. And Paula's like, yeah, I am really smart. <laughs> and um, Bob says it would be nice if you guys came and visit me again. Maybe Rebecca would enjoy that.
1: Maybe. <laughs> Hopefully, by the time to go back, Rebecca will be back in her, you know, you know, not trying to get a C plus, and will realize just what a horrible train wreck Bob actually is.
3: Yeah, bye, Bob. We don't need to see you uh, anytime soon.
0: Knock, knock. Who's there? A sigh. Saihu who? Sayonara, Bob, because we're done with ya! Boom! Get out of here!
3: See, this is what I'm saying. We should be using knock-knock jokes way more often for things.
0: Yeah, way underrated, the knock-knock joke. Um, Truly really like an innovative comedic technique of our time. I, that might be too big of a statement, but I really think <laughs> If
1: you think that's too big of a statement, if you think
0: I, I mean, think it's just, just right. Just the concept is so eloquent. <laughs> it's just it's so simple. It's just, you know, like who came up what was the first knock knock joke?
1: Oh wow. That's a great question. It's, it's definitely not the a uh uh banana one because that one No, that rev-
3: that brought him back. I feel like knock knock jokes that was revolutionary. Yeah. Yeah, that
1: yeah. was that because the banana one only works if you have like the established knock knock uh, a setup, the paradigm. Uh, ingrained oh ingrained yeah. in there because it just like breaks all the rules. You know, because yeah. why,
0: why do they keep saying this? Why, why why aren't they giving me the punchline? What's going on here? It's really the bad boy of knock knock jokes. It really, really is. Uh, knock knock jokes needed a proverbial bad boy. Uh, and we <laughs> got one. It's very important to to have that counterpoint where you know that the dark side of the knock knock, you know? Exactly. Well, and uh speaking of the dark side of the knock knock.
2: <laughs> uh someone say Nathaniel's on the dark side and Rebecca is knocking on his door. <laughs>
0: Boom! Yeah, there we go. Oh, go That's why we do it, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So um, he answers and asks how her trip went. And she says, remember the day I chased you around the conference room and jumped on you like a flying squirrel. (laughs) And he says, I do. And she says, okay, stand back. And she runs and jumps into his arms, like the squirrel thing. And they kiss and, you know, they're going on the bed. And he asks like, if this is okay, you know, with a therapy thing. And she says, just shut up and and they kiss again um i liked the scene except for the part where she's like just shut up like can she just answer the question like
3: yeah no i agree it's like but it's a nice scene i i'm i don't know i don't need anyone jumping on me like a flying squirrel though i feel like i'm gonna lose my balance i'd be like ah fall over
2: it worked for them (laughs)
3: Yeah, no, it works. It's like that.
0: part yeah. of the playfulness, though, because then you're like on the ground, and then like she's on top of you. It's like getting hot and heavy. You're turning into the sequoia. It's a whole like it's a whole thing, you know.
2: Knock knock. Oh my! Oh my! <laughs> Tommy and Todd cannot respond. They're laughing too much. Uh. <laughs>
0: Just laughing on mute the whole time. <laughs> 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 Is that better? Is that better? I don't anything? know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's
2: better.
0: <laughs> I have no idea.
2: Um, once again, a great Rebecca Nathaniel scene. Um, everything with them in this episode works for me. So, then, yeah, let me see. I, I think. That,
1: yeah, I think we saw last time that you know the redemption of Nathaniel has really started to happen, and. Uh, i think it's it's continuing and i i really like where nathaniel and rebecca are at this particular moment in time again time will tell if they continue to be in this good of a place but right now i this is the part where like nathaniel and rebecca as a couple really started to see like okay this could be a viable thing yeah me.
3: this is the thing where it's like you wonder though of like is it you know, it's like, it's now built up to this, right? Like, this has been the, you sometimes see this, I have friends where it's like, it's the idea of it was always bigger than the actual, uh, them getting together. It was like the, the star-crossed lover story, right? Like the, we can't be together and now we finally can, and you know, all that. Yeah. Oh,
2: sorry. Um, so we see Paula gets home, um, Scott is eating pie out of the fridge, which I absolutely loved because in an episode recently he was eating cake straight out of the fridge and i was like scott once again being very relatable here um and he offers paula some and they start talking and she says if i could go through a magical stone wall and pick any man in any time period in any universe i would pick brad pitt and thelma and louise <laughs> like when she started saying the sentence i'm like okay, I feel like you're going to say Scott, but like, is that really the case? But then she's like, Brad Pitt. And I'm like, okay, that makes more sense. Um, and Scott's like, strong choice. Me, same.
1: <laughs> I love that response. I love Scott's response there. Just I'm delivering all of this too. Like, oh, strong choice. Me, same. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> also like um, the fact that, you know, he's eating, eating pie whenever she comes in and it's like, we shouldn't keep this in here. Kind of like he did with the cake a few episodes ago. So
2: yeah, and then Paula says about Brad Pitt, and when he turned me down, I'd pick you. And Scott says, really? And Paula says, yeah, every day of the week. And Scott says, right back at you. It's a sweet um, end to their plot in this episode.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean we didn't like see a ton of conflicts between the two of them paula was separate for the vast majority of it uh i i I think good on scott is where i'm coming down here i think comparatively to kind of how we might have thought of him at the beginning of the episode being so uh kind of blase about what he was saying towards paula and i like this better but uh i'm totally fine with them both being rather independent in this in this relationship i think it's a step up from where we had seen previously
2: and then we have the last scene of the episode. Um, Rebecca is talking to Dr. Shin. She says, so I went to Buffalo, drank a ton of vodka, sexted with a guy, damaged a house with darts and urine, got in a car with a drunk guy. Oops. watched that guy threaten another guy with a gun. And I farted a ton on the plane because no one could hear it. And I just had a ton of sex with my ex-boss. That was a whirlwind. That was a lot of things. Um. And she says, how's that for getting out of the therapy bubble? And Dr. Shin says, wow, that is not in any workbook I know of. And Rebecca, you know, while she's had a messy adventure, for sure, in this episode, she has some really important takeaways. She says, my whole life, I've only known how to be really good or really bad. But being a human is living in that kind of in-between space. It's making mistakes. And that's very scary, but also very cool. And Dr. Shin says, great work. You get an A plus on your C plus. And I got this just for you. And he pulls out a sheet of stickers for her to pick one. And she picks one of the grape um, smelling stickers. And she puts it on and she's smiling and she's really proud.
1: Yeah, that's a really sweet moment. But I, I do wish Dr. Shin had gone. Wait, could we back up to the whole someone with a gun and rode with a drunk Person, and you know, I feel like we should have, like, you know, dug a little bit deeper into the whirlwind of things that, that she said that she she did because some of those things are things that you know probably are not, not good things for this person who has impulse control issues uh, to be doing. So, uh, yeah, I know I've said before I like Dr. Shan and I really like his relationship with Rebecca, but I, I do see there may be some weaknesses to his methods here. I don't know, maybe it's just me.
2: Yeah, well, I'm thinking maybe, like you know, beyond what we see in the episode, maybe he dives into it more with her. But this was just a way to close out the episode with a quick summary. And (laughs) hopefully they, you know, got deeper with it afterwards.
3: Yeah, hopefully it was like a a two hour long there. Maybe he added on an extra therapy (laughs) session. He's like, oh, we, we need to dig into this.
2: You know, complete with some knock-knock jokes, obviously. Um, I mean,
1: therapy um, session is complete without a whole whole array of knock-knock jokes.
2: Uh, one more thing before we close out the episode. I noticed, and I went back to check, the theme song is not in this episode. Did anyone else notice that?
1: It, it didn't click me because half the time... Netflix doesn't play the theme song for me whenever I'm going from one episode to the next. So it didn't click with me that it's not there because it skips it half the time. So no, I didn't realize that that's interesting.
0: The previously on was quite long. I will say, uh, cause it played all every time I watched the episode, but I didn't even, didn't even track it. I'm not mad that it's not there. It's not a very good theme song. Oh yeah. I guess we haven't Tommy's. I
1: yeah, haven't gotten Tommy's <laughs> thoughts on the theme song for season three.
3: Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I was, I was looking forward to hearing it. I haven't been keeping up with the season. So I was like, Oh, well, let me listen. And it wasn't on the episode. So I did notice it. So I don't have thoughts yet, but let me, I will, I will send you my thoughts I will send you a message with a tree. And then underneath that. Tree will be <laughs> my thoughts. Wow. Such mixed signals. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well.
1: And your thoughts must be in the form well, of, a non-
3: of a not going to joke. Yeah.
2: Well, I can't wait to hear that. And that's our episode. That's the
0: episode. Season three, episode seven of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. We're not done here today. We still have a couple more things to do. The first of which is, of course, to get into Todd's Game Corner. And
2: here we are in Todd's
0: Game Corner We have been on quite the interesting journey here in Season 3 Started off strong with a Lindy win I kind of stormed back there to win four in a row But last week, our special guest Melissa came on And in a groundbreaking move picked Team Adam And it was It was just remarkable. Lindy, I literally don't even know how you can comprehend like that much joy week after week of having guests pick you. Uh, It just felt amazing to have Melissa pick me. And we didn't even win the game. You won. That was the that was like the thing that got me the most. It was like truly an incredible experience. Um, The unfortunate pattern that we have been having this season, though, is that every time the guest picks a team, they lose. (laughs) Um, so with that being said, this is episode seven. The current score of the game this season is four to two in favor of me, Tommy. You're, you're no newbie here. This is your third time on the podcast. You know, you know, the deal you have team Adam or team Lindy. What would you like to do? Knock, knock. Should I answer? Should Lindy answer? Who's there? (laughs)
3: It's Adam. I'm picking Adam this week. Oh my goodness, that's two in a row. Wow. Take it as you will. Maybe I, I am senior. seeing the light, or I will, yeah, either I am seeing. You know, uh, I, I picked Lindy last time, so it's like maybe I, I went to the other side, or maybe I want to see Adam fail if the, if the curse is real. And uh, you know, I, I went on to Adam's side to to actually help Lindy. It was a reverse. It was a reverse Uno. Who knows? That, it could boy, be- that <laughs> is
0: not the energy I love going into it, uh, before we even start. Um, but either way, Tommy, my good friend Tommy, uh, one of my best friends coming out of the PSR Discord here on the podcast, I'm so happy to have you on T-Mana, we will happily take you, even if you're here for ulterior motives, uh, it's, you know, it's still pretty nice. Come Can we get out. t-shirts? Do you, what do you want to say, though? Um... Knock, knock, knock,
3: knock yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the back will be the answer <laughs> the answer to the knock, knock, door.
0: whatever we decide. Okay, knock, we'll knock, come yes. up with the knock, knock yeah, as we yeah. go through. Okay, I like that. I like that. Come up with it on the fly. That's good stuff. Okay, Lindy, you're going to be riding solo here this week as you're down four to two. This is the seventh episode, the seventh game. Uh, I th- there are 13 episodes in the season, so seven is needed to clinch. So, this is not a clinching situation. Uh, but Todd, what do you have for us today? All right, so uh, there are a couple things that were
1: mentioned. You know, Paula's interests uh, that she is obsessed over. And the two of them kind of fall in the same general idea. Both the vampire novels and Outlander are paranormal romances. So, uh, our quiz today is going to be paranormal romance uh, themed. And so, it's going to be the classic I name four things, three are real, one is one that I made up. So you have to tell me which of these are actual paranormal romance, uh, primarily novels, but there are some, some movies in there as well. So uh, since it's an odd number episode, that means that Lindy will go first. So first of all, a, uh, the, uh, the first paranormal romance is uh, all books from one series. It's the honey badger series. It's about a, 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 set in a world with people who are basically, you know, lycanthropes shifting into different animals and the main character shifts into a badger. So three of these are real. One of them is fake. Titles of books in the Honey Badger Paranormal Romance series. So here are your options, Lindy. Badger to the Bone. Breaking Badger. Hot and Badgered. Mad as a Badger. Three of those are real. One of those I made up.
2: Okay. I've never heard of this Badger series. So that's interesting.
1: Yeah. I only heard about it because the my public library recently got some of them in. I was looking at the new books and going,
2: what is this? So, yeah. I Wow. I have no idea. <laughs> Can you repeat the title? Of course. First?
1: So we have Badger to the Bone, Breaking Badger, Hot and Badgered, and Mad as a Badger. As a reminder, if Lindy gets this wrong, Adam and Tommy will get a chance to steal.
2: Which means I will not be explaining my thought process. (laughs) Not that I have much of one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to go with Mad as a Badger.
1: And that is indeed the one that I made up. So Lindy is on the board with two points to start. The oh, game.
0: Lindy always guesses right. She always gets the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Am I doing it right, Lindy? Is good.
2: Doing You're doing start? it right, but it's not accurate. I don't always guess right. <laughs> it, it, it's not justified.
0: Uh, okay, two to zero. Strong start, Lindy. Strong start. Love right. it.
1: So now a uh, Adam and Tommy. Uh, these are going to be books from the Suki Stackhouse series, uh, which uh, True Blood, the TV series, was based on. Sure. So it's a largely uh, largely of vampire romance, but Suki actually hooks up with many different types of supernatural creatures over the course of the series. Uh, so here are some of the titles, uh, three of which are real books in the series, one of which is made up. So we have A, Club Dead. B, From Dead to Worse. C, seeing dead D touch of dead.
0: Well, suffice it to say, I have absolutely no idea.
3: Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I this just happens to be one of the books. I, I just, oh, I just didn't see just, the...
0: just off of there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I always get excited when he talks about vampire novels. Cause you know, I have to put that twilight knowledge to use somewhere, but it's not here. Um, I am, I'm, I think I'm ruling out like see the dead and touch of dead.
3: As, as like they're real ones. As I
0: think they're probably real ones. What were the other two, Todd? Club dead and from dead to worse. I think I meant like from dead to worse. All the other ones have dead as like the main noun. That's a
3: good point. Yeah, I could see it. Touch of Dead just sounded so, like, it, that was one that, like, did, like, just, like, I don't know, I didn't feel like it would be a book was he my only thinking. But, it'd be, you know, it could be.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think I mean, your point about the nouns is really, at least that's something we can grab onto. <laughs> well, and then the other thing is Todd talked about how everyone was having sex with everything, and so, like, Touch of Dead, you that's know. That's true, yeah. You know, knock, knock, if you will, but, uh... <laughs> uh okay that's where i'm leaning from dead to worse i think
3: and like club dead is weird but also like i i i think that makes more sense in some it is weird it's all
0: weird these are all weird
3: ones yeah 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 that's where like yeah because club dead honestly i'm just intrigued by club dead is this just a club of dead people
0: well, I, I mean, it's probably just a club where dead people happen to congregate yeah. for promiscuous activities, leading to sexual encounters of the paranormal. Um, <laughs> okay, any other thoughts,
3: Tommy? Are we- I think we go, we go with the second one, just because I, I think your logic of like, that's the most I can go on.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, let's lock it in from dead to worse. Okay. Final answer from dead to worse. Okay, Lindy, your options are Club Dead, Seeing Dead, or Touch of Dead. Todd's way too excited about that. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> two good friends, Adam and Tommy. Here he's just <laughs> this
2: feels amazing. Um, I didn't think it was from dead to worse, but I don't I don't clearly know the answer. Um Club Dead, seeing dead. Touch of Dead. I feel like it's Touch of Dead.
1: And nobody gets a point on this round <laughs> as Seeing Dead, the first one eliminated, was the one that I made up.
2: Really? So. That's yeah. the one I thought was real, because, like, yeah, Seeing Red. I, yeah. was,
1: I was amazed that it wasn't actually, like, a a title of anything. Whenever I looked at I kind of like, several different options for this, and I was, like, Google. and they were actually names of other books out there or movies, things like that. Like, oh, I don't want to use that, and I was very surprised that no one had anything titled
3: seeing did out there. So maybe you should message that author and be like, hey, a title <laughs> for you. Yeah, message like, what
0: the hell are you thinking? <laughs> I've not had seen them.
1: All right. So after two questions, the score is Lindy Two, Team Adam Zero. So now we're on to question number three. And this is going to be zombie romance novels. So the options are A eat brains love. B, I kissed a zombie and I liked it. C, life after Beth, where Beth is the zombie. And D, she loves me, she loves me rot. Three of those are real. One of those I made up.
4: Wow. <laughs>
2: Um, do these books get good reviews? Like, should I read them?
1: <laughs> I, uh, I think it varies. Uh, I think the, the the Badger series is actually pretty popular, and the, the Sookie Stackhouse ones are definitely popular, but I didn't really uh, look at the uh, reviews of many of the zombie ones.
2: Okay. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm gonna guess Eat Brain's Love.
1: Alright, Tommy and Adam, your options uh, are I Kiss yeah. a Zombie and I Liked It, Life After Beth, or She Loves Me, She Loves Me Rot. I was Do you a, like that? I, I, did, I did the same thing for you. Yeah, I, I was a yeah, billion
0: percent sure that Eat Brains Love was a thing because that is so brilliant. <laughs> oh my God. No offense, <laughs> well, Todd, that's but that's a compliment that's so to good. Todd.
2: It's brilliant, yeah. and I thought yeah
0: I hear you. You can spin that however you like, but uh, I was so confident about that. I also f- I feel pretty confident here, Tommy.
3: Okay. But I, I, w-
0: I want to hear your gut before I, like, Yeah, it. So
3: it's hard because I don't know how much Todd is trying to trick us. But a there is lot. a part of me that's like, yeah, so there's a part of me that's like the third one just because the other three are more like parodies of things, right? Like the other the other three, and that's the only one that's not. But did Todd just pick the one title that happens to be not a parody to throw us off of that? And he did a parody. I don't know. What were the three again, Todd?
1: So it's I Kissed the zombie and I liked it. Life after Beth and She loves me, she loves me rot.
0: Yeah, there's just no way Todd is coming up here with life after Beth and then like saying, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I hear you. I feel I feel pretty confident that it's the she loves me, she loves me rot, as being the fake answer.
3: What was sorry, one more time, the second one.
0: I kissed the zombie and I liked it. That time. Not- yeah, I guess I would go with. Uh, it's tough; these are hard. Uh, Todd is very much trying to trick us. Yeah, my heart still
3: says life after death, but if but I agree with you, it's very specific. But but again, maybe Todd's trying to trick us. <laughs> but but you go with well, you're, no, you know, I, you're, the, you're, the, you're the
0: guest. You're the guest. You're the <laughs> no. guest. I wanna. Oh, God. I go with my gut, and I'm wrong. Then the guests will continue to lose every time. I know. You you feel good about life after Beth? That's like where your that's where your head's at. No,
3: yes, and no. Like it's like there is a part of me. It's like it it's the outlier. But I think that's the there now. Like talking to you out, talking it through with you. It's like, is it? But even life after death, I mean that like like that you know life after death is a thing. So it's like you know it is. I guess a parody too, if you think about like that. Um, but I feel like then you just keep it as life after death. I mean there's zombies. Okay, not criticizing the but uh, I don't know. I mean, this is your you know Adam. This is your have you you're gonna have to compete with her time after time.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm used to that part of it. I that part of it is fine. You don't get to come back here again until season four, so I feel like I'd rather go with your guy here.
3: And then if I'm wrong, then it's like you can be like, ah, oh, Tommy, yeah, took down the ship. <laughs> well, I wasn't uh, gonna say it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, would, I It's tough. This is a really tough one. I think for me, four the the rot one is actually it's like, clever.
0: Two is like. Again, it's kind of clever, but it's because it, my second choice would be life after Beth. Yeah, if I like had to, if I was doing some ranked choice voting here.
3: See, it's interesting because I would go three top, two, and then yours is last.
0: Yes, your last one. That is. Yeah, tough. that's
3: the problem.
0: Oh no. Oh, okay. All right, Todd. Knock knock. Who's there? Life after Beth.
1: Life after Bath Who? It's she loves me, she loves me Rod. So no one gets a point on that one.
0: Oh,
1: <laughs> it was. Woo! I'm sorry, Adam.
0: Oh,
2: that's a gut killer. I think that's the <laughs> game, too, right? Uh, no, not necessarily. No, have, if you uh, get uh, this right, we'll be tied.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah you, have, right. you guys have one, one more. Oh, try.
0: okay, okay. Still a chance. Still a chance. Still a chance. We got sorry. this, Adam. We
1: got it. Here
2: we go. We're about to lock
0: yeah, it in. So-
1: yeah, you guys have to get this one. Uh, all right. So, this one is from another series by the same writer of the Honey Badger books. Uh, but this is the Pride series, and it's a whole menagerie of shifters that shift into different types of animals. So, these titles are Bite Me, Howl for It, Main Squeeze, where main is M A N E, and Perfect Man. we
0: we got multiple cat jokes going here?
3: I guess they're kind of all because bite, roar, like, you know, yeah, I think it's all cat stuff, right?
0: What's the, what's the concept? The series, the series is the, the pride. Oh, okay. So yeah, it goes that would actually make a lot of sense. Then. <laughs> okay, one more time, Todd. Bite me. Howl for it. Main squeeze. Perfect man. I don't think it's main squeeze.
3: Nope. I agree. My just off the top bite me is the one that's standing out to me. But again, I've had, I just was bad on the last one. It was confident. So
0: no, I, I think I'm, I think I'm almost there. I'm between like bite me and perfect man, just because of the way Todd is saying it so i don't know if that's a good or a bad thing um those are like the two i'm between though
3: i will say with perfect man like obviously it's probably re- is it written like p I'm
0: trying to on like on
3: a book if we're talking about like <laughs> someone actually made this book so it's like would it be per is it like p-u-u-r or is it just p-u-r-f-e-c-t and is that really a would that be a title you would see on a book i don't know Does it get the same effect? Because I feel like that's almost like a sound-based title. Well, it's
0: probably like P-U-R-R dash effect, man, right? Like to really emphasize the pun.
4: Yeah.
0: I agree that those are the two in between, though. Well, I mean, I think we should just uh, pick one. What's your gut say, Tommy. No, you go this time. I no, went with my no, 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 last no. time. No, no, no,
3: no, no. We went with my last time. Maybe we go with my Like we don't go with Micah, so my So I go I don't know. I think perfect Me. May, maybe that one. But also if we're saying main. Sorry, this is elaborate. But if we're talking about the main is a lock, perfect almost fits more with that. What? Like the the what's the the one that we already rolled the main out? Main right? squeeze. Yeah, if we're saying that's like definitely a title, that's like so on the nose of like here's cat stuff. It's a main and perfect feels more
0: on that. As like bite me could be a lot of different. Bite things. me could be almost anything. Yeah, I like it. Okay, knock knock. Who's there? Bite me.
1: All right, Linda, you've won the game. Do you want to answer to a uh, good? He's so good at
2: making these. He's so. Oh my gosh, I'm thrilled. I didn't think it was bite me. Um, I'm probably gonna get this wrong, but doesn't matter. I win anyway. I think howl for it.
1: And no one gets a point. It was indeed perfect, man, was the one that I made uh, up. You oh got to go with your gut, Adam. I know really we played ourselves here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so, with that, Lindy wins another day. Well
2: done. Well done. Well fought. Uh, Shout out to Tommy for picking Adam's team, thus <laughs> ensuring my win. <laughs> It's a little savage. I know. Uh, I'm starting
3: to think it's me because, like, last time I, I, I steered Lindy away. This always its just me. I should never answer at this point. <laughs> no,
2: no, no. It's, <laughs> it's not you. It's like the guest just has not won a quiz this season. I think not yet. No,
0: which is—I know. Uh, I wanted to break the curse. Ugh. Uh, and I, you know, shame on me. I did have my gut correct almost all the times, which is tough, <laughs> but. Uh, you know what? Uh, on top of all of that, just like I said last week, despite not winning the game, I will happily take L's all day long if it means that I get to be on a team with my friends. So, Tommy, thank you so much for picking Team Adam. We absolutely love to have you here.
3: Thank you. We'll still we'll still make those t-shirts. Maybe the knock-knock is knock-knock, bite me. Maybe that's <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: I like and it. Bindi's closing the gap. The score is now 4-3. to three oh my gosh
0: three she's right there do you remember the days this when it was like good four to one and she had completely given up all hope <laughs> on everything yep
2: look um, this is just the lesson never give up you can you can fight back and possibly win it could happen
0: a and we- real underdog story here we- yeah, we just weren't the big boys today. We were, we were we were not the big boys today. We were little boys. Oh, my God. Okay, two and a half hours into this podcast. That's totally fine. Let's get to some song. Uh, let's get to some pretzels. Let's give it some pretzels. as a truly happy point before we get out of here. We had two songs this episode. Uh, the first is The First Penis I Saw, and I am going to give this an easy five. I think this is one of the best songs of the entire series. Lindy, what about you?
2: full five a full five
0: from lindy we love to see it todd how about you five another five tommy we are nearing a full bowl of pretzels what do you have for the first penis i saw well
3: we better go to the grocery
0: store because we got another five here we gotta Ooh. stock up on some more pretzels We are just handing them out like it's absolutely nothing A full bowl of pretzels And then some We don't uh, we don't see a lot of episodes with full bowls When we have a guest here that also gives us five So we'd love to see it Adding emphasis to an amazing song And then the other song of the episode I am actually going to start with Lindy How many pretzels are you giving my friend's dad?
2: Uh, I'm probably going to be giving out the highest score for this song Um and i'm gonna give it i'm trying to decide between two i'm gonna give it a four
0: (laughs) that is why we start with lindy okay todd how many pretzels do you have for my friend's dad uh let's go with uh 2.6 yeah that's a little high okay tommy what about you my friend's dad yeah, yeah.
3: I, I used up all my pretzels. It's a one for me. This just did not work for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, Tommy, I'm I'm basically right there with you. I have this at a one-three. Uh, uh really, this song did not do much for me. Um a tale of two songs. Uh, this episode, one a full bowl, one uh not so much. Not so much a full bowl. We also have a truly happy point to give out here. Tommy, I'm gonna start with you who made you truly happy this episode
3: yeah i'll be honest not a lot of people at this episode uh so for that reason <laughs> i'm giving it to the old lady extra in the song
0: uh, <laughs> first penis i saw i'm giving it,
3: she was just so committed to it i have to she made me so happy watching that song
0: <laughs> we got like grocery lady or something like yeah, that yeah 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 we love to see an outside pick. I am all for outside picks. Uh, wow. <laughs> Amazing. Todd, who made you truly happy this episode?
1: Man, Tommy's almost swayed me. I That's almost... <laughs> uh, no, it's... Like I said, there aren't a whole lot of people in this episode that really made me that happy overall. Uh, I think Paula's overall journey eventually was fine, but still, it's not enough to give have me give her a full point uh i think who i'm going to uh, wind up with even though the eventual outcome of it, it makes me a little sad i'm gonna give it to madison for being the one who orchestrated like got her uh, dad and white josh to finally pull the ripcord on the relationship they needed to do so i think madison being the nine-year-old who's smart enough to manipulate these
0: two guys and do what they need to do is the one that's going to get my like, truly really happy point yeah, that's a strong pick. Uh, Lindy, who made you truly happy this episode?
2: Well, it became clear to me as we talked through this episode that there was someone who made me truly happy in every scene they were in. And that is Nathaniel. I loved his interactions with Rebecca. Every time I loved their chemistry and their flirting and, you know, their mutual attraction and... I, I loved it. So I'm going with Nathaniel.
1: I was close to giving it to Nathaniel again myself, honestly.
2: Gosh.
0: Um, two weeks in a row that Lindy has now picked Nathaniel. Really starting a streak there. Uh, alleviating Tom completely of his previous Nathaniel picks. Uh, way back in season two at the beginning of season three. I had thought about Nathaniel. It's going to take a lot more than that to get me to give Nathaniel a point, though. I think here at this point, Uh, I think Madison's a great pick. The old lady extra is also a great pick, Um, but I'm going to go with the other person that Todd had talked about. And I I think I'm going to give it to Paula. I think it's, it's, it's hard for me to quantify what the happy is that she made me feel this episode, but I think comparatively to who else we saw on the main cast, I think that her journey was not despicable. Um, and I like the moment for her. I like the resolution for her that she goes back and confronts her Josh Chan and is able to basically resolve that all on her own without there being some sort of big drama. Uh, we, we had the comparisons throughout the entire episode of Josh and Rebecca compared to Paula and Jeff, and it played out just entirely differently. And I, I really like the way that it did that for Paula. So uh, Paula did make me truly happy this episode. And I think with that, uh, that's all we have to do here today. We played our game. We gave our pretzels. We gave out our truly happy points. That's season three, episode seven of One Indescribable Podcast. What a ride it's been. It's been a long time since we recorded an episode. But like I said up front, they've been getting content every single week. We put one out every single week, but it's been a while for us. uh, And it's uh, good
2: to be back. I don't keep yep. saying that. It's literally been two weeks, everyone. It's that's
0: it's a long time. Long. <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a long time, Lindy.
2: It felt short. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Well Lindy's like, give me a bigger break from you guys next time. Come on. Oh my gosh, <laughs> just happy to be here talking with my friends about a show <laughs> that
2: I like. <laughs> I'm sorry. It really this flew by. I mean it's in two and a half hours, but it felt short, like this podcast.
0: Uh, all credit to that uh, feeling shortness, the great and amazing feelings we get here. Tommy, Tommy, thanks so much for being here. I'm
3: so thankful that I got to come on. This was so fun to uh, talk about an okay episode, but I, I had a lot of fun podcasting about it. Regardless, thank you guys for having me back. Hopefully I can get back for that that fourth timers club.
0: The elusive cardigan that yeah. I don't know if Todd and Lindy are actually committed to, but I am going to make a cardigan. So, like, it's happening one way or the other.
2: If you're making it, I'll wear it.
0: I mean, make it as in, like, I will go to the website order and order it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I thought you were going to knit it. No, I'm and, not. Yeah, I, gonna... yeah, I, I'm, no, I'm no knitter. Maybe Melissa could help us with that, but I certainly am incapable of it.
2: Storebot is fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, store-bought. Yeah. It'll have to do. It'll yeah, have yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah. Um, Tommy, it was so good having you here. We definitely hope to see you back here for Season 4, but if people want to hear from you between now and that point in season four, way down the line, when you come back on here, where can they find you at? What are you doing? What are you up to?
3: Yeah. Uh, well, you can, you can find me. If you ever want to like chit chat, I'm I have a Twitter Tommy's tidbits. Just, yeah, I don't use it a ton, but it's there. Uh, discord, of course, as we always say, we're, we're at this, the PSR discord. You can find me there. And if you want to listen to me more, you can listen to me at Stark Wars. That is a podcast I do with my friend Michael O'Rear, and we cover Star Wars and Marvel content right now. We are uh, right into jumping in to Obi-Wan coverage. We just released that podcast, so uh, take a listen after you listen to this. It's actually probably going to be a couple. But you know, you you get it.
0: It's out there. <laughs> it is out there. Yep. Uh, amazing. Lindy, what are you up to? Where can people find you at?
2: yeah well first of all tommy it's always so much fun to have you on the podcast and i just want you to know you always have my vote
3: that's true tom is the bomb tom is the bomb Tom, tom is, is, the bomb. Bomb.
2: Tom is the... <laughs> um and you can find me on twitter at tv lindy and our podcast twitter one cxg podcast
0: uh, amazing todd what are you up to where can people find you at you can
1: find me on Twitter at Librarian Todd because Todd Librarian is too many characters. You can also find me uh around twice a month uh over on twitch.tv slash DM Philly doing a wheel of time based D D game called Threads in the Pattern. We just recorded our third episode yesterday, which would have been a couple weeks now by the time you're listening to this. But because of that, I believe that by the time you listen to this, tomorrow should be the next episode that we're putting out. So June 12th should be the next time that we do an episode. And it's a lot of fun if you're into d if you're into Wheel of Time, uh, if you're into just listening to a bunch of people have fun together. Uh, it's, it's been a blast.
0: So yeah, that's what I've got going on. Yes, it was a ton of fun. I had just gotten back from my uh, plane trip from the East Coast after 10 exhausting days, and I still threw it on uh, as I lazily went to bed and slept for a lot of hours last night. So uh, it's very good. Go check that out there, twitch.tv slash I'm Adam H. You can find me on Twitter, Piano Man Adam. You can also find me uh, on the PSO Discord running D&D so many times now that I'm back. Of course, the break is over. The PVPs have already started. The live sessions are going to be coming, flooding in soon. Uh, come play Dungeons & Dragons with us. And you might even run
2: into Lindy, who has joined us over there. Um, Hilariously, I tried to sign up for a D&D session that was happening tonight because I totally forgot we were podcasting.
0: <laughs> yeah, that uh, will happen a lot, Lindy. Uh, I've done that a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah, I'm all over the place over there. There's uh, another PSR project that is about to be started. I will probably be able to announce that on the next podcast here, but we'll see uh, what happens there schedule-wise. But of course, of course, of course, the most important place you can find me.
1: Knock, knock. Who's there?
0: It's right back here. Where next week we will be talking through season three, episode eight of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend here at One Indescribable Podcast. And until then, bye.